0: Podcast episode 17, past stupid a long time ago. I'm your host, Ryan. No, what are you waiting for? You're not going to introduce me? No. Why? (laughs) Because I know how you want to be introduced. Where the hell's my introduction? You do your own introduction.
1: All right, presenting the 2010 fantasy football champion,
0: me. Oh, Christ. That's right. (laughs) I won. Yeah, yeah. All you guys lost, I won. Right. I'm the champ. Right. Who beat you both times? I'm the champ. Who beat you twice? Regardless Actually, who beat you five times this season? <laughs> I'm the champ. Right. I'm, I'm the champ. I'm the champ, too. No. What? Yeah. Oh, that doesn't Do ca- No, that's that's not wait, part of the show. Wait, there was money involved with the one. You, the I, work you want line. to
1: talk about betting money on the
0: <laughs> No. Listen. On the work league, who who won the championship? You did. Right. All right. Who beat you three times in the work league? You did. Okay, who beat you twice in the Star Joe's league? You did. Right. But I'm a champ. <laughs> Regardless, so, I'm a champ. So here's the thing, guys.
1: Okay. And a personal thank you to Eric. Yes. I did receive your package, sir. Thank you very much. You are an officer and a gentleman. Yes. I got the Duke. I actually brought it along to show Ryan. Uh, we got a Pursuit of Cobra Duke Conrad Hauser figure.
0: Yeah, very nice. Awesome,
1: awesome. Did and, not have it. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. We'll go nice in the collection.
0: Very nice. Um, I do, First to pay up. I do, Well, that's just because I waited till now to... Give you your figure. I actually don't have it up here, but before you leave, I do have a Power Girl DC Classic figure for nice. you. Nice. Thank you, you very I much. Knew, I knew you wanted that, so.
1: Did not have that in the collection? Two
0: people to pay up. Yes. So, speaking of people paying <clears throat> up. I will hound them. <laughs> speaking of people paying up. We actually do, we have actually received a couple voicemails from people. No shit. Yeah, people have actually called us and left messages. Awesome. So uh, I'm glad to see the number work. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what I want to do is I want to play one of the voicemails for you right now because it does relate to your fantasy football victory. Okay. And this is actually from Rock. So Rock. Yes. He was in the league. I beat him too. Yes. Like a rented pack mule. Well, that's the thing too. Okay, guys, I beat Chuck both times. <sighs> Couldn't you guys at least step up a little bit? No one stepped up to the plate. I except, think I went undefeated, except me. You sure I didn't go undefeated? I'm sure. <laughs> all right, but I won. Uh, and if you, and the slimmest of all margins, I <laughs> and, won. When, and when you hear Rock's voicemail, you'll kind of get an idea of maybe why you won. Yeah, honestly, I
1: think I won the whole damn thing by less than a point.
0: Probably. Yeah, I beat uh, uh, War Machines, Wolfenzi, yeah, Nick. Yeah, I beat him. Yeah. Which is great. I want my figure. I think I beat Nick both times, two in the season. So yeah. the yeah. two two people that really mattered as far as me beating, because yeah. I have to see them, I beat both of them. So. I want my figure, Nick. <laughs> Get him a Hulk. I know where you live. Get him a Hulk. No,
1: no, I told you, from your own collection, I'll take that Spider-Man zombie Marvel
0: select. No, I don't think he's going to give you that. I know what he paid for it. I know, but I don't think he's going to give it to you. trying to get him off the hook quick and easy. I like that figure. I know. It's a nice figure. I know. The Marvel Select line is really cool.
1: Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Spider-Man and the zombie one I don't have. Right. Well. It's nice. guess you're going to have to find it some other way. Son of a bitch. I
0: don't think he's going to give it to you.
1: I don't know. Maybe. He might give you a zombie Hulk. I don't want zombie Hulk. (laughs) He has that too. I know. I don't want that one. Maybe Maybe. if I beg hard
0: enough, he might give it to me. Maybe he'll just give you a regular Hulk. I don't want that either. <laughs> All right, so let's get into Rock's voicemail here. Yes, Rock. Since it does relate to the fantasy football. I game.
1: hope he pays me the respect that I
0: deserve. Maybe. Well, he, well you're right. He does. <laughs> All right. He pays you the respect you des- <laughs> you deserve. <laughs> Play the message. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ryan
2: and Chuck, it's Rock. Uh, I was just calling, just listening to the Booper episode. Great, like usual. I want to congratulate Chuck on winning the football. He just lucked it out each week unbelievable but anyway uh i'm gonna send i got a couple i hit a score i got five superman imaginex figures they sell for like thirty dollars on ebay so i'm gonna send one to chuck uh if he wants, he can put up on ebay or open it play with kids i don't know my son loves the imaginex stuff so i'll send that otherwise uh if you want something else let me know i can send something else instead
1: take care guys keep up the good work bye oh thank you rock nice yeah Lucked out every week. I'll take that as a victory.
3: <laughs> what I
1: heard was, he beat me every freaking week, and I was lucky
0: enough to be in a league with him. I, I And I'll take the Superman figure. That's great. Yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah. What I heard was, oh my god, he lucked out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Which is pretty much true. <laughs> and that's all I took from that. <laughs> yeah, if you just saw my roster, it's it's yeah. pretty
1: much uh, held together with chicken wire
0: and duct tape. Yeah. Now, here's here's the funny thing for me, and I think it's probably true for you also. I've already heard the voicemail, but you hadn't. This was your first time. Rock is exactly how I pictured him sounding. Yes. Like, just just a down-to-earth guy from that area. The guy you'd go out and have a beer with. Yeah, like, East Coast, Jersey, New York. Yeah. yeah. Just it sounds like a cool guy. Like but I was not shocked well, at Well that's all. how you have to sound if your name is Rock. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if I heard that voice, I'd be like, what names do I put with that?
1: Yeah, you don't you don't hear your florist uh called rock. No.
0: <laughs> you don't, no offense to any florists yeah. out there. You don't you don't hear the name Raul <laughs> with that. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. So you, you picked up where I
1: was going with that. Right. <laughs> But yeah, hey, great. Thanks for uh, sending the voicemail, Rock. That's, yeah. that's
0: free put awesome. Yeah, that voice doesn't go with Kyle. No, that's not a Kyle <laughs> voice. That's not a Kyle. No offense to Kyles out there. No. no, I like the name Kyle, actually. And you just... Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Kyle Rayner. <laughs> <laughs> Green Lantern. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I figure i play that now. Uh, and, we'll, and as we get voicemails, wherever it's appropriate, that's where we'll kind of play them. Also, you guys may have noticed in past episodes, and I'm going to continue to do this in the future, every once in a while I'll get a little sound effect or a little sound bite. I'll insert it in the episode where appropriate, but also not going to go overboard with it. Maybe. Yeah, Ryan's getting better at the editing. Yeah, getting better with the editing. Um, again, I'm not going to go crazy overboard where every five seconds you hear a sound bite or sound effect or something like that. But we could. But we could, Yeah. But, we now uh, have the technology. Right. But when appropriate, I will insert something to kind of enhance the episode. So. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, let's. Uh, we, what's been going on
1: for you? Well, it's uh, snowing here in Ohio. Yes. A lot. The weather sucks. Yes. Uh, traffic was backed up at like an hour. Right. Um, so, so that's horrible. So that was, yeah, that was bad. How was the holidays? Uh, good. Good for the most part. Pretty uneventful for New Year's Eve. Okay. Uh, me and the wife stayed home. Actually we were gonna celebrate, you know, by ourselves, kinda of cold and kids and everything with a sitter last minute. Okay. So we stayed home and um we actually slept. We went to bed about ten o'clock. Wow. We were gonna watch a movie and we ended up watching the movie in bed and we just fell asleep and by the time we woke up to do anything about the new year, it was actually, you know, one in the morning. Wow. Slept through it. First time
0: in years. You're year old. Yeah, I know. You're old. I know. Um, I actually went out to Toledo and visited my college buddies. Okay. And I hadn't seen them for about maybe eight, nine months. So you can imagine how that went.
1: Yeah, I saw the photo of that.
0: Yeah, I was pretty well lit. Yeah. And, uh... You looked better. Had a good time. You look better. I though. did not, I did not get sick. Good for you. So I just kind of maintained a nice buzz. Man who can hold his liquor. Through the whole night. Nice. And, uh... Yeah, had a great time. Went out to IHOP the next morning. Which of course you did. Required. Yeah, well, yeah. Nothing like a good greasy breakfast to get yeah. you by in the morning. A little greasy sausage and right. gravy. Something. And, uh, yeah, for Christmas. Christmas was really good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas was awesome. Been in the new studio, the new improved studio. Not yeah. totally done, obviously, yet. Still got... Still,
1: yeah. But, I saw the uh, hole in the wall over there in the corner where you had that truck back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, still cold in here. Yeah, well, you know. At least the plastic over the coal helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One is working on it. He's working on it. I know. He's, I know. He's not. The he, best. he barely had time to say hi when he walked
0: in. He's not the best driver. Given, <laughs> granted, that hole over there says it all. But we do have a new desk. Um, yeah. Which works for a nice studio feel. Yeah, and, and, uh, and some
1: nice bookshelves bookshelf. with some uh, Star Wars guys on them, some trade paperbacks. Right. New dresser. Books,
0: new dresser. Yeah, Yeah. All those your Muppet collection on the dresser. Over yeah, there? some of the Muppets on the dress uh, on the dresser there. Every drawer is filled with comic books. No shit, all six of them, huh? Uh, four of the six. Four of the six. All right. Uh, and they're all related to the show. I'll be going through those later. They're all all Star Wars, GI Joe, Transformers. I will be going through those later. And uh, other franchises that we I'm going to need a bag. No. What? So, anyways, uh, so that was the holidays. I uh, Wanted to mention a, a, kind of just a few updates before we get into kind of some of the listener feedback. I uh, wanted to give a donations update as far as what happened with the donations. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't delayed posting pictures. We actually both have pictures. Yeah, I just got to get them off my camera. Yeah, we just have to upload them to Facebook. But we thank you, everyone that donated. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the We actually uh, took the toys. Yeah, do you want to tell the story of what happened?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. So basically what we did is uh, Ryan went out and... Took the money and it was all donated because it was a PayPal account. Right, it
0: was a PayPal account, and so. you
1: went and bought a bunch of uh,
0: Star Wars figures. Right,
1: which was cool. Almost all Star Wars figures. Yep. I think
0: I got one Iron. One Man Iron player. Man. Figure. Yes, like that.
1: There, there were a lot of Star Wars guys. Yeah, which is cool to give to the kiddies because
0: yeah, yep. bring them up right. And I put it, I threw in some of my own money. Yeah, so that and we could get quite a few of them. Yep. So and then did I, I even, even grabbed uh, a figure that I still had in a box from my own collection and threw that in there on top of the money that I donated so. cool awesome yeah and
1: then you gave them to me and I was supposed to actually take them to my mall which has a bin
0: for Toys for toys right. plus you also purchased some yeah. figures oh yeah so.
1: yeah um, what the hell did I buy now I, don't I bought a G.I.
0: That. Joe guy okay uh, right. snake eyes yeah uh,
1: cause you know who don't love snake eyes right uh, Spider-Man and uh, one of the Iron Man figures okay cause they were on sale for five bucks sure so toys on the cheap right but yeah, uh, I took them to the mall and was going to donate them in the box. And I'm walking around the entire freaking mall around the holidays, mind you. It's before Christmas, right. and there's no Ben. Right. So I'm like, where the hell's the Ben? So I go to ask the people, and they're like, Well, we don't have a toys for tots Ben. We have a coats for kids Ben. Right. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> You're like, can-, can we just put some of the toys inside the coats? <laughs> can We put the toys in the coats. Ah, uh, so what I was when I saw this information, I was at another mall during Christmas shopping, and they had a toys for tots Ben. I assumed my mall had a Toys for Tots bin. They actually had the coats for kids bin. Right. So I'm like, son of a bitch. So then I remember Toys for Tots is at Toys R Us. Right. So I jet my ass over to Toys R Us, which is really close to my mall. Yeah. Just basically across the street. So I jet over to Toys R Us, and the guy there, he goes, yeah, we actually stopped collecting like two, three weeks before Christmas. To make sure that the Marines get them in time to distribute them. Okay. I'm like, son of a bitch. What am I going to do with all these toys? Right. I know what I'm going to do with them. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> no, but, And he told me, he goes, you could actually take them. There's a Marine recruiting office right, right, right down the road here. Eh, maybe five five minutes away. And that's what I did. I actually took them straight to the Marines, to the recruiting office. Right. Luckily, there were guys there and they were, um, you know, palling around, you know, what Marines do, I guess. You know, yeah. stopping Cobra. Right. So they were there uh, palling around and uh, gave them all the guys the, the toys and everything, and they were going through the, the the bags, and they're like, okay, great, you know. And they're like, well, what's in those bags? Because they were all just in bags and just sure. saw a bunch of stuff to stuffing out. And right. So they dumped them on their little couch there in their uh, waiting area. And they're like, oh my god, Star Wars guys, if this guy's got a Leia in here, it's done. Like the one guy was looking for Princess Leia, which we didn't have. That guy goes, oh, there's a Han Solo. Oh, there's a, you know, whatever. There yeah. Is. And there's well, some Clone Wars troopers in yeah, there. Yeah, because when I
0: when I went shopping for Star Wars figures, I picked figures that I figured kids would not know. Yeah, you like, the Marines. But char- well, these Marines know. were
1: kind of on the younger side of Marines. Oh, Sure. Yeah. Uh, so they were around the, probably the volunteer age of yeah. 18 to 22. Right. Those kind of Marines guys.
0: But I picked like Anakin. I picked
1: yeah. Han Solo. So they were going through and they were having a good yeah. time with those. So it was pretty funny. I even got a picture of one of the Marines holding up a couple of the Star Wars guys. Right. Behind the Marine uh, flag. So it looks pretty cool. I got that. So I got to upload that photo there. Yeah. It's just my, my camera's been dead and I got to buy yeah. batteries and just, it's time. Yeah. A lot of times with the holidays, especially with kids, you guys know how it is with the time and everything. And then. Christmas leads into New Year's. New Year's leads into, you know, picking up after Christmas. And then Decorations Chuck, down and then Chuck and,
0: keeps finding excuses. I keep finding
1: and excuses. But and, well, we're going to get them up.
0: Even though I've been working hard on things for the show. I see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm we're just slacker. getting very close to getting all the covers to all the issues we covered in 2010 <laughs> up. Should have them up by the next episode, which is going to be a nominations episode. Yeah. We'll also have all the toy reviews up by then. Yes. So I want to make sure those are done before we start the whole nominations process. Before we're backed up with toy reviews in 2011. Right. <laughs> right. But mostly for the nominations reason. Yes. Other up, Another update is a little bit of sad news. Yes. Uh, we did have some deaths that happened in 2010. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to kind of go over a few of them. One is uh, Irving Kirshner. Uh, Right. Uh, I don't think anyone that's a Star Wars fan didn't hear about this. The director, yeah. Yeah, he the director of Empire Strikes Back. The best movie. It's up there. 1A, 1B for me. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyways, he passed away at age 87 of lung cancer. The main theme that runs through many of Kirshner's films is social alienation and human weaknesses. Kind of saw that, actually, with some of the characters that, character development that he did with the Star Wars characters. Um, while he was directing Empire Strikes Back... The first Star Wars film uh, to feature the character Yoda, he earned the, n- the nickname Kirsch. Uh, he was also filming Empire at the same studio Stanley Kubrick was using to film The Shining. Oh, cool. Uh, Stephen King was on the set and met Kirschner. Years later, King wrote It. You know, the story It. And the clown. Right. Which features a character named Mrs. Kirsch. Oh, okay. Who sounds like Yoda. Nice. So... Just a little little trivia thing there about Irvin Kirshner that maybe a lot of people didn't know. Um, Kirshner had been one of George Lucas' instructors in college. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, at uh, at first, he actually turned down the opportunity to, to direct Empire Strikes Back. Big mistake. But his agent convinced him to take the job. Good agent. It's almost a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And then of the three... Well, the first one made a lot of money. You might want to jump on this. Right. <laughs> of the three directors to direct the Star Wars films made between 1977 and 1980, 19- Eighty-three. The cast and crew have stated that he was their favorite director to work with, describing him as very helpful and supportive. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, the other person that passed away related to, to uh, Star Wars, uh, Grant McCune. Now, this name probably isn't as well known, but he—he, he, if you've gone to the Star Wars website, they did pay him a tribute as well. How you would know him is he's one of the original Industrial Light and Magic team members who wrote, uh, who worked on Star Wars. He passed away on December 27th at his home in California. Uh, McCune actually served as the first model shop supervisor in Destro Light and Magic, leading the team that would construct such classic vehicles as the X-Wing Fighter, Star Destroyer, and the Millennium Falcon. Some of my favorites. Absolutely. Uh, he passed away from pancreatic cancer at age 67. Yeah. Also appeared in the film as a Death Star gunner. Oh okay. um, and then he also won a couple Oscars for his work over the years. So he actually As a Death Star gunner? No. Oh. <laughs> as, wow. As doing special effects. I gotcha. And then something a little bit closer to, to home, I actually received an email from Rock, who yeah. we just heard a voicemail from. And he actually apologized that he hadn't been around for a while and he wanted to explain Yeah no um, no
1: apologies necessary. No no
0: apologies necessary at all. Uh but He wanted to let us know that the reason he really hadn't been around was because his grandmother passed away.
1: Yeah, he had a personal death in his family. So,
0: our deepest sympathies and condolences to you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Very sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, And, you know, as far as I was concerned, the mentioning of that, his grandmother passing away, was equally as important as mentioning Kirshner or or McCune. So, just a quick moment of silence for, for those that passed away. To twist, or turn, not twist, but turn things on to happier news, Yeah, Andy, one of our listeners and co-workers, yes. actually welcomed a new daughter to the world.
1: Yeah, the and Lord giveth and the Lord giveth back.
0: <laughs> you mean the Lord taketh and the Lord giveth? Go with that. That's okay. That's even better than what I said, so go with that. Yeah. So uh, well,
1: Congratulations,
0: Andy. Yeah, absolutely, Andy.
1: You know, there have been two births
0: in our little family here since we've been doing this, yes. so yeah. two little girls. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Maybe one day they'll become Star Wars fans, or G.I. Right, Joe fans, or yeah, who knows? Yeah. God, God forbid He-Man fans. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into some uh, listener feedback, then. Yeah, for you guys out there who lost the Fantasy Football League, if you have He-Man figures and you want to send them to me, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into some uh, listener feedback. Because I'm the champ. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Play the music. Are you are you going to are you going to let me play the music? Are you going to let me move on with the show here? If I get some music played. Okay, we'll we'll play something here for you. Nice.
3: It's raining red. Hallelujah. It's raining
0: okay. All right. Now, now can we move on? We can move on. Okay. Let's get into the Jedi Holocron. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Oh, you make one too. Go ahead. Jedi Holocron. All right. So, got some uh, some new forum members. Some new countries and some new questions. Preach yeah. out, brother. All right. So new uh, new countries. Greece. We have a listener in Greece. I thought we had Greece before. No. I've had Greek. <laughs> sure. Damn right I have. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I like the movie. Greece? Sure. Okay. Travolta? Sure. Olivia Newton-John? How can you not? I'd bang her. Okay. All right. Um, especially at the end when she's in that black leather. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Sure, yeah. Japan? Ah, I thought we had Japan. No, I think we had China. I don't remember. Okay. So, i it's always good to mention them again. Home of the Rising Sun. Go with it. And speaking of China, we are growing huge in China. Yes. I mean, we're all over China. I'm like a cult classic. We're, why is it you? <laughs> People know what they want, and it's me. I don't think so. Because <laughs> I'm the champ. Oh, Go with it. Christ. <laughs> Hey, yeah, you got a year of this shit till you beat me. No, I don't. I did beat you five times. <laughs> you didn't beat me enough to win. That's because I didn't get to make it to the playoffs. That's right. Right, because I only beat you. <laughs> I guess so. And Nick, those were my wins. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Pretty, pretty sure. <laughs> awesome. All right. So um, in India, okay, we have a listener uh, at least a couple listeners in India. So the Joe's go to Budapest. That's right. Nice. So uh, new forum posters. Okay. Uh, we had one I forgot to mention last time, but he did introduce himself on there. It was a Soviet war child. Oh yes, yes. Uh, he said he's uh, 29 from Tampa, Florida. He works at Walgreens overnight, so that's when he listens to the podcast, stocking the shelves. Absolutely. Hit the he, toy aisle. Used to do. I used to do that job. Yeah, me too. Uh, all the time. So, uh, and he said the he hopes that maybe one day he'll see us at MegaCon in Orlando. Because he said, really, the only convention... Isn't there a convention? Joe Con is going to be uh, at Disney World this year. Okay. I think in Florida. Okay. So, Soviet War Child, can you go there for us and you can call us from there. And report back. leave a voicemail. Maybe pick us up a couple exclusives. If he wants to, but I was thinking more of he could just report to us. and
1: Report from Joe Con? Yeah. Live from Joe Con? Live from Soviet? Joe Con.
0: Yeah, Soviet War Child live from Joe Con. That'll work. <laughs> we will fucking put you on, dude. Oh, yeah. You call. You're on. Absolutely. And yeah. again, that number is 440-941-JOES. J-O-E-S. attempt so, uh, the number. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call. You call. You're on. From JOECON. Or really, if anyone wants to call from any convention... Yeah, if you guys are going we, to BotCon this year, yeah, we'll if you're going to uh, San Diego Super Show. Yeah, I don't care if you're going to Mary Smith's Con. I don't care. <laughs> well, we probably won't play you then. But if you're going to San Diego Comic Con or even Super Show, we're going to be there. You can go to the, the car show for all I care. Give us a call. Yeah, if you're at the car show, we'll put you on. <laughs> if you're at the car show, yeah. All right. Um, if you go to a Star Trek show,
1: do not call this number. <laughs> you will not be on. I'll still put them on. No. Just to bash them. You don't want to call.
0: <laughs> you don't want to call. It'll end bad for you. Right. But uh, but anyways, he said the only uh, convention that's in Tampa is like a small convention in a hotel. Now, the thing you don't know, Soviet War Child, is that my parents have recently moved down to Florida. Yeah. They live in an area called the Villages, which is near Tampa. Uh-huh. So... Don't, dun, 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 dun. So don't rule out me showing up at a hotel convention in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, or a Walgreens. <laughs> right, or a Walgreens. <laughs> I, I used to stock shows. I had a blast doing that. It was pretty oh, yeah. fun, yeah. Yeah, I stocked overnight.
1: It oh. was, I, I, I didn't do it overnight. I did it in the daytime while the customers oh. were still there. Oh, no, I did and it that's overnight. That's the part that would piss me off because I would stock the stuff, and they would come and take them as I'm stocking right. I'm like, you son of a bitches, let me put it up. Before you start like, right. snagging my stuff.
0: No, I, uh, I did it overnight at a grocery store. Okay. And it was awesome because, again, I... You're in there by yourself. You're in there by yourself. just working with your friends. And now, it. the only thing that sucked is I didn't have an iPad at that time. I would have loved an iPod then. Oh, yeah, because you could listen to whatever you want. Oh, yeah. You know, music, yeah. Yeah. They gave me a box knife. Just, here, stock this stuff. Yeah, here, here, cut this stuff yeah. up and just listen to your music. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, another poster we had was Quaker. Or Quaker. I don't know how you pronounce it. Okay. I'm going to say Quaker. Quaker. Uh, he said he saw... Not, not quacker. No. Not quacker. It's a O in there. Oh, okay. It's K-W-O-K-E-R. Quaker. Quaker or Quaker. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, uh, he saw me posting on Uncanny X-Cast Forum, and I post there a lot. You're a posting whore. I post all over the place. No shit. But I only post on the shows I actually listen to. What are you saying? I'm just saying I'm not one of these people that's promoting his show on other forums that I don't actually listen to their show. What do you, what are you saying? I'm not saying anything. Are you calling me out? No, no. I'm calling other people out because I know people that do that. All right. That have gone on like forums just to say, hey, listen to my show, and here it is. Hey, don't do that, douchebag. No, don't do that. It's um, a douche move. I'll, do, I'll delete anyone on the forum that does that. Now, if you want to promote your show, we do have a thread for that. Now, we took we unpinned it. But you can find it in the archives. <laughs> find it again. <laughs> or if you want to put it under your... Yeah, because we don't need no competition. Right. Or if you want to put it in the introduce yourself. Yeah, thread, go ahead. Do that. Put True. it in there. Sure. Yeah. I just don't want on a regular thread. Don't, don't
1: spam our stuff.
0: Yeah. I just don't want on a regular thread. Someone going, hey, listen to my show on this if it has nothing to do with the subject. Now, yeah. if, now if it's like the Transformers thread, news thread, and they do a Thran- Transformers podcast... Sure, go ahead and post yeah, it there. And call the number. We'll get you on the show. What's that number? Again? Yeah, it's uh, 440-941-JOES. Damn right it is. So, but yeah, absolutely. If if you do a Transformers podcast or a G.I. Joe podcast, you know, maybe we'll Skype with you or something like yeah. that. Um, Or, but like I said, put it under the appropriate thread at least. Yeah, yeah. So, or make a new thread. I don't care. <laughs> All right. I just told him not to do that because it's a douchebag move and you're like, make a new thread. Make a new thread. But you'll be a douchebag. Right. All right. Just so you know. But... If you want to mention your show because it's relevant to what we're talking about, yeah, go ahead. It's when it's not relevant and people like a do cooking that. Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're coming on now, if we're talking about food. Yeah, well, go ahead and do that. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. All right. So uh, he. So anyways, he said he saw that I posted on the XCast forums a lot, so he thought he'd check us out. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Congratulations on one year.
3: Woo-hoo! So, we're a year.
0: We're a year. Yeah, full year. I know." We got, we got no uh, anniversary cards from anyone, though. Yeah, no like, case. not even an email card. No cake. No, what no the case. hell?
1: No, um, we got a couple of mentions
0: on the forums. We did, on the forums. Happy anniversary, yeah, 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 sure. Got a p- couple private messages. Yeah, uh,
1: ETM and DC Noise. Yeah, I had uh, yeah.
0: Mistress LeBeau, who is known on the X-Cast forum. Did you now? No. It's not my mistress. <laughs> Let me tell your wife that. No. She goes by Mistress LeBeau because she's a huge Gambit fan. Okay. And so on the X-Cast forums... Her and I have gone like back and forth yeah. banter, kind of like what you and I do. Right. And so she sent a private message just saying, "Hey, congratulations on one to year." You tell her that uh, I don't know if she Gambit listened. sucks. Yeah, that's right, Victor. No. Gambit sucks. Gambit does not suck. Yes, he does. Gambit's awesome. No, I like Gambit. Suck. He's awesome. X Men suck. No, they I'm don't. just gonna say it. No, they don't. I'm going to say it. I love the X-Men. They suck. No, they don't. All right, whatever. So anyways. Moving right along. So uh, the big poster, I shouldn't say big poster, but the big surprise to us as far as someone posting. Oh, yeah. I know where you're going with this. Yes. Uh, not He's no bigger than anyone else on the forums. But, um, and not big as in weight. Well, right. <laughs> but also. He's not, a, he's not an obese man. Right. But we also don't want to make the other listeners feel like he's more important than them either. But he is. <laughs> All right, so, so so here's the post we got. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm Robert Atkins. Ah! <laughs> say it again. Hey, guys. I'm Robert Atkins. <laughs> ah, yeah. There it is. He goes, I work on the G.I. Joe comic coming out from IDW along with a few other things. I've been loving the podcast and been listening since the beginning. That's my favorite part. Yeah. That part again. <laughs> I've been loving the podcast and listening since the beginning. Nice. I thought I could officially say hey. Hi. So... Here's the thing. I you, got the goosebumps. Yeah. You called me up. Oh, yeah. And texted me. Oh, yeah. I didn't answer my phone right away. Uh-huh. And we're like, screaming like a little schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up the <laughs> phone! It was embarrassing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when I saw why. <laughs> there was nobody
1: at my house. My, my wife and kids were out at her mother's, at grandma's house. Yeah. And I go onto the forums and I see this. And I start jumping up and down like a right. guy who just won the lottery or right. something.
0: It was embarrassing. Now, here's the part that cracks me up about that. Yeah. I make no qualms about the fact that I get excited when I meet celebrities or talk to celebrities or anything like that. Not
1: when I would say I would meet them because if I go to meet them, I'm usually going somewhere where I know yeah. they're going to be. Right. But if I would run into somebody at like a local yeah. establishment I go to, right. restaurant or whatever, I'll get kind of excited. Oh my God, that person's there. Yeah. I never thought they would actually, you know, yeah. do here. I don't
0: believe you now. All right Cause, well, cause now I think you you'll scream like a little schoolgirl every time. <laughs> maybe. But anyways, it was Well, on our little show. Yeah, on our little show, it was cool. Uh, yeah. And granted maybe he views himself as little also I don't know, but yeah, hey. but to me it was just very cool to every find time out he's irrelevant. No, I'm not saying he's irrelevant. I'm saying he might okay. th- he might think he's irrelevant oh. to our show, okay. but to, obviously, to us, he's very important. Well, yeah. He, he draws our book. He draws one of the books that we read. <laughs> he draws our book. Right. So, Which is actually pretty good. Right. So, um, And it's the, uh, the ongoing IDW GI Joe. Right. So, mm-hmm. number one, I was happy we've always said good things about him. <laughs> <laughs> that crossed my mind. I'm not going to lie. That did cross um, my mind. But number two, it was just very cool to find out that the guy that we do reviews on every month listens to us and enjoys our work every day. Yeah, what
1: the hell? Yeah.
0: I what Blew me away. Blew me away. Um, but I, I have an idea of how he found us cuz here he does a podcast also and it's on the comic forums. Nice. So, I listened to quite a few of his episodes and him and his uh co-host Quinn. Did you post on his forums? Not so, yet. Not yet. I will. Too um, embarrassed. I'm no, I'm not I'm just not caught up to the most recent episode. Okay. Uh, so once I am I'll, I'll post But yeah I was very excited And they do a show Similar to us Except it's A lot more Professional n- No <laughs> no, Actually no <laughs> it's Nice a, it's a I tried Robert I'm sorry <laughs> It's a lot more loose Apparently you're um, As far as subject matter Okay, okay. Alright Like we're A little bit more specific uh, at least when it comes to the main theme of our show, right? There's is pretty much anything goes that they want to talk about. So, well, we could do that. We usually do. We should. <laughs> no, we usually do. It's <laughs> a good idea. So, anyways, um, so that was exciting, yeah. and we are working on an interview with him, which you guys might be hearing very soon. So, yes. So very soon. Very soon. Uh, so we'll we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. All right. So we did have a few questions before we get into the issues. Okay, so uh, first question came from Brian. Yeah, wow. he asked, "Hey, who won that Star Joe's fantasy football league?" And it was Chuck. I did. I'm the champion. I'm editing all the shit out. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit it. I'm editing. Don't just stifle me. I'm editing it all out. No, we got stuff to do, dude. Well, go ahead. We have a time limit here. No, no, we do. <laughs> Don't edit me. We. You have cannot me. silence me. What I'm saying is, we have a time limit. Go. Can we move on? Yeah, go. All right, I won. So we had Brian. <laughs> champion over here oh god that's right. all right can we get to the question i'm happy i won can we get to the questions yes okay brian roberts from geeks Avance, and two-bit podcasters he posted a thread but i thought it was a good question to bring up he said what would we recommend as trades from each of the franchises that we cover right do you got an answer i put it there you didn't print it out i didn't print it out son of a bitch uh, I told him... If it's that good, you should just remember.
1: Well, I did. Okay. I, I told him from uh, Star Wars to pick up Blood Ties. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um,
0: which is available now for pre-order.
1: Yeah. On, the, on the trade. On trade, yeah. And in G.I. Joe, I told him to pick up the G.I. Joe uh, Classics from IDW, Volume 3. Right. Which is issues 21 through 30. Which has a silent end. The silent issue, which right. is good. It's all Larry Hama stuff. And it's uh, the silent issue, and you have the issues 23, 24, the capture and escape of Cobra Commander. Okay. You have my first issue, which I'm very partial to, issue number 29. Right. Which was the first G.I.J. Which oh, is a
0: total reason why he should pick it up. Right. is because it's important to Chuck. <laughs> well, I actually, issue
1: 29, I believe, is actually the first appearance of the Crimson Guard. Okay. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, that's very cool.
1: And I think issue 24, I guess they gave,
0: they gave up is protecting Palpatine.
1: <laughs> yeah, those guys. <laughs> Royal Crimson Guard. Oh. Um, was actually uh, issue 2425, I believe, one one of the two, was the first appearance of Zartan. Okay. So that's cool. Significant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember if I put anything down for
0: Transformers or not. Yeah, you did. I, oh, I think
1: I put that in the G.I. Joe and Transformers crossover that I just picked up, The Art of War. Which, I thought that was a good one to yeah. pick up, too.
0: And you got uh, it for three bucks. Uh,
1: it, Let, which is That's why that. I bought it Right <laughs> It was good It was cheap It was good It was the devil's meant, due pressing, yeah. Printing
0: Now you mentioned another one
1: And I That's my recent can read Which right. that's what he was looking for Right So I just finished that On the old And for three there.
0: Three bucks Can't go wrong with a trade for the bucks That deserves to go on the can Yeah for, to read For, sure. for reading yeah, yeah That's what I'm saying not? Yeah
1: what did I put down for uh, All Hail
0: Megatron you mentioned? Yes. Oh god, yes. Which I agree with, but I will say I tried looking up. First volume is very expensive. I mean, it's kinda
1: harder to get the first volume. Yeah. Just get one and two. It's about
0: thirty bucks though. Yeah,
1: one and two, volumes one and two is the mean story of it. Volume
0: It's the three, mean it's the mean story. The meat. Oh, they said the mean meat. story. Like it's angry. No, meat came out of my <laughs> mouth. The word meat. Meat came out of your mouth? Word. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And my pants. <laughs> not in here. <laughs> oh, we didn't tell you?
1: No. <laughs> Issue 20, pantless. <laughs> no. Yeah, if ETM's going naked, I'm at least
0: taking my pants off. No, you're not. Why not? <laughs> you won't be allowed in my house. <laughs> wow. Whatever. I'll get OU-812 on you. Yikes. You guys got a blaster. Um, But
3: yeah,
1: All Hell Megatron. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Volumes 1 and 2 is what I would pick up. I think yeah. Volume 3... Was actually just the uh, one shots, right? So you
0: can get it if you want. I have it; it's good. Now good the ones this. the ones I sure. mentioned to him uh, were Dark Empire for Star Wars. Yeah, which, Seth
1: Pinder commented on that. He actually read that and it was really yeah,
0: good. He said he, said he read it it, well. Yeah, he said it, he said it does hold up after twenty years because that was the first thing that Dark Horse produced mm-hmm. that was Star Wars. Yeah, and he says after twenty years it still holds up well. He said there's a few
4: things he here know, and there because of the new trilogy because of new trilogy, out, yeah,
0: but. but he said it pretty much holds up the same. Which I agree. I am. You can actually pre-order that right now through DCBS. Nice, and it's a hardcover version. It comes with, and that hardcover comes Dark Empire, Dark Empire Two, and Empire's End. So you get the entire story. Nice, and it's a lot of issues in there, and I think it's like twenty bucks. Oh, that ain't bad for a hardcover that it ain't has bad at all. like I think ten issues in it. Nice, so that's not bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. And then also I mentioned for Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi. Which okay. takes place 5,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, Volumes 1 and 2. And you can get both Volumes 1 and 2, I think it was like for 15 bucks total, or 17 bucks total. Not bad. Through Amazon. Yeah. And I was like, each one of those is normally 25 bucks. Oh, huge savings. Because there's a ton of stuff in there. It's Tales of the Jedi, Sith War, Golden Age of the Sith... Like, it's awesome Yeah, you're, awesome you're going to need to eat, like, a lot to finish that trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be on um, camera a while. Your legs are going to fall asleep. For G.I. Joe, yeah. I mentioned G.I. Joe Cobra Volume 1. Okay. Which... newer recent thing. I, sure. think, I think that's a must-read. Um, yeah. That's the original one, the first introduction popular. of... Uh, Chuckles. Yeah, Chuckles. Yeah. So, that's... I think, good. I think good. that's yeah. absolutely a must-read. Can't read. go wrong
1: with
3: that.
0: Um, when it came to Transformers, the one I mentioned was the IDW Collection... Of uh, their transformers on volume one. Yeah, now, I don't know if I take that in a can, but right. But it's it's it it's very great. it's very tough to get right now. Yeah, Amazon has it listed for one hundred fifty dollars. It wow. ain't it ain't worth one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> no, I did get it while it was still like thirty two bucks on Amazon. Yeah, so if you find it cheaper, <laughs> right? It's so no. it's tough to get now. Here's the place you can get it right now. Oh, where you can get it at a good price. Go for it. InStockTrades.com, which is related to DCBS. Yes. And again, these are not our sponsors, but, no. we, but we use them. And we would happily sponsor them if they reach out to us. Right. <laughs> but We we can be bought, generally. Right. We we do use them a lot because they give the best prices a lot of times. Damn right. So InStockTrades actually has it for about $32. And if you're not
1: using them, you're throwing your money away.
0: Uh, honestly, it is. Yeah, you are. You are. It's $32. And the great thing about InStockTrades is their name It's already in stock. It's in stock. They have it. So like I found it on borders for fifty bucks. Yeah. Which still but it's on back order. Yeah. And it says maybe two to four weeks. Yikes. And that's if they get it. Right. In stock trades has it listed now, which means that they have it now. They'll ship it to you. And they will ship it to you. For that price. For thirty two dollars. Yeah. So, plus your shipping. Now, if you order $50 or more, for free shipping. Awesome. So, if you're going to get that book... And get something else. Get something else. Might as well get take advantage of free shipping. You might be able to get, like, two, three more trades of something. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would recommend if you wanted something else is they have... It's called the Complete Arc and it's Transformers, and it gives you all the concept information and art for the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. Oh, that's some nice. To and I think that's like seventeen bucks. So you get that plus. Bad. You get that plus your uh, IDW collection hardcover. You're yeah, all set. You, you got your fifty bucks there.
1: Yeah, you pick up something else. Pick up something for the missus, Get her, you know.
0: That's right. A Supergirl or something. Right. But whatever. So uh, all right. So that's what I would recommend. When we go into, we got an email with some questions. All right. From Chris, new listener, or I guess new new listener. He said, "Hey guys, I just found your show a few months ago." Thanks uh, to the guys at Comic Geek Speak. So evidently our promo paid off. Nice. Or, or at least them mentioning us a couple times, which they've done, hey, which is cool. that's great. Thank you very much. Speaking of which, Comic Geek Speak just celebrated their 1,000th podcast. Congratulations, gentlemen. It's an almost four-hour episode. Congratulations. I am congratulations. About, I'm about two hours into it, and nice. it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, c- congratulations, so, guys. Yeah. From all
0: of us, Star Joes, congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. Well-deserved. You guys do an awesome show. And we're just glad to be kind of part of the family. Yeah. So. Riding uh, the coattails. Absolutely. So uh, he's he a super show. So anyways, uh, Chris said he's a huge fan and former collector of Star Wars, Transformers, and Joes. What do you mean Former. Well, he's a former collector of them. He doesn't collect them now.
1: Chris, get back on the bandwagon. What
0: are you doing? <laughs> You're like slipping, buddy. Maybe he's living vicariously through us now. Go buy one. Just, just <laughs> one. Just one. Start that plastic you, crack you, habit right now. You won't be able to stop. You won't. You can't stop. So he For says. Like he says, "I was wondering if you guys go." go. <laughs> Jesus, I'm the champ. Oh my god, I'm the champ. So he says, "I was wondering if you guys, back when you were kids, used to take apart the Joe figures and swap them around, creating Frankenstein-like figures." Only if the rubber band part broke. Okay.
1: Uh, I really didn't swap them out to give, like, uh, quick kick, like, pants with boots on or something. Right. No.
0: I didn't really. Not really do that. I know probably. a lot of people that did that. I had yeah. a lot of friends that did that. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't either. The only thing I would swap out is accessories.
1: Like, yeah, I would. And if anybody put, just, Anybody's gun. Yeah,
0: I'd or, put, like, a, well, I'm talking about even, like, i put a helmet on one guy that didn't come with a helmet or, or a backpack. backpack yeah. Or, Something like that. I mean,
1: for the most part, I tried to stay. You know, this guy. This is his backpack and his gun. He right. came with because sometimes they were molded in a certain color plastic to match right. the backpack and match right. the gun. So I pretty much tried to keep that the same. If I'd lose one, he just happened to randomly find one, or if it was one of the guys I was playing with and yeah. he needed a backpack or a gun.
0: It depended yeah. on it depended on the story I was crafting. If it related, yeah. if it related to the story, like. Snow- I needed a grappling hook or something, yeah, and this guy had one. Yeah. And Alpine's down, so, yeah, and I needed, so he yeah, takes yeah. the grappling hook and shoots it up. And, right, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that type of but stuff. But for Star Wars, anything goes. Um, Star Wars, I didn't swap them out either. I did. Did oh, you? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Like,
1: like I had Stormtroopers those, with lightsabers have been. Shit. Those may
0: have been more precious to me than mine. No. My I had, like, of. Stormtroopers with lightsabers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they were crazy. It was crazy. All right, His uh, he had one more question. He said, in the past few years, I've been getting into more property books over traditional Marvel and DC. Property management? No, like franchises, like like what we cover. Okay, cool. (laughs) Main reason is when they start a new line or a reboot to the continuity, I really don't get bothered, unlike when DC kills the Flash and then brings them back. (laughs) Unlike Chuck. So he says, what are your guys' feelings about resetting universes? I don't like it. I know you don't. (laughs) I really don't like it. Because in your sick twisted mind, yeah, the GI Joe Cobra story mm-hmm. with Chuckles in it, yeah, is going on in the same world as the GI Joe Real American Hero, yeah. that had Chuckles in it, yeah. How?
1: Well, well <coughs> he he is now uh, undercover <laughs> infiltrating Cobra,
0: and like Duke sent him there, right? But he's also in GI Joe Real American Hero. I know. Interrogating someone. It's hard. I know. I think it gets a weekend pass or something. (laughs) No, it's a different
1: universe. (laughs) It's hard for me to put my mind on that concept. I'm not even... That it's different. And like I've mentioned, I think... And that's why sometimes DC is a lot confusing to me. Yeah. Because of so many different universes and multiverses. Well, there's one main universe.
0: Yeah. But there's been Elseworld stories and, and stuff like planets that, planets and stuff, and yeah, it's
1: it's hard for me and my mind to con right because it's a small brain. So word, yeah, <laughs> for me to wrap my thoughts around that. Um, but yeah, I, I really
0: don't like reboots. Um, now, even in the even in the franchise properties, you don't like reboots. <laughs> um, if you could go back and
1: print every GI Joe story again. That that Larry Hammer did, right. And do it now with the new colors, new art. I would, I would read that shit again. <laughs> I swear to God, I would buy every fucking issue, and I'd be happy and, with it. And and like, I, I, and if you did the, the old Sunbow cartoon and just right. updated it a little bit, like, maybe like drew a you. little bit, like how Master Universe did with 2000 X style. Right, you can still tell that's fucking He Man. Sure, you could tell that's Man at Arms. Sure.
0: But they're just twisted a little. They're updated. Well, and and I know why and nothing's keep, changed. I know why you keep cutting me off because you know I'm going to be calling you out. I know. Go. <laughs> so, anyways, but I'm a champ. Chuck has a problem with a different storyline. Yet I called him out on the fact that he likes G.I. Joe Renegades, even though he's only seen two episodes. Of the two
1: I saw, I liked oh, it. Was, it was
0: okay. You guys need to smack him already. But Resolute. That's the one I really like. Right, Resolute. and that's different also. I do like that. That's different than the comic book. And guess what? The Sunboat cartoon was different than the comic book.
1: I understand it, but my continuity—if I—if I am those are all G. different G. In my head, If I'm thinking G.I. Joe in my head, it's Marvel Comics. But those—that's my main
0: continuity. But those are all co- different know, continuities. And You like them all? I know. So,
1: and what I think was the the cartoon at the time they wanted to do Resolute. But they couldn't do it because... The no, sensors I don't think they did. Let me go with this.
0: No, I don't think they did. <laughs>
1: they wanted to kill no, people. No, they did But the lasers and stuff... No, they didn't. So that's what I think. No. And when they finally got around to... You got a
0: sick, twisted mind.
1: <laughs> the, the FCC letting them do that... No. Then they're able to do it. No. And it was straight to DVD. No.
0: Because that's what we needed. That's not what happened. That's what I want. Anyways, um... It it's all works out in my you head. You guys need spot. to get... You guys, especially Keith, I know you'll back me up on this one. Keith? Yeah. Keith needs to, is going to back me up on this. I thought one. his name was Chris. No, Keith from DC Noise.
1: Oh, Manicore.
0: Yes, he's gotcha. I, because what I'm about to say, I know he's been watching. Okay. Keith, you need to, and any other listeners that have been watching religiously because you care about GI Joe. Need to give Chuck a figurative or literal bitch slap. Wow. Because he has not been watching GI Joe Renegades. I, I don't watch a lot of TV, and I told you that. Right, but you would, I just don't. You would think the thing you would watch would be GI Joe Renegades. I don't watch a lot of TV. I really don't. I don't care. <laughs> what <laughs> I'm saying is, you have a podcast. I have a life. I don't watch a lot of TV. You don't have a life. Don't give me that. True, but I don't
1: <laughs> watch a lot of TV. I really don't. I, I do and need I to don't get understand time to watch that.
0: it because you watched a lot of TV growing up, right? I did. I think I got burned out. Why? There's great so. things out there. <laughs> I know. I, I, you need to get a DVR, dude. I you know. really do. But G.I. Joe, Joe Renegades has been awesome. If you guys want to get an idea of what you've been missing, just to give you just a little kind of cool thing that they did, there was an episode around Christmas where Duke went home and his father's voice was done by the guy that did the original Duke and the Sunboat cartoon. Nice. I thought that was awesome. I was like, oh my god, that sounds really familiar. It so- I was like, can that possibly be the... Because it's Duke, the old Duke. Yeah. And I went back online and sure enough it was. I was like, that's awesome. So, um, But yeah, anyways, as far as resetting universes, I'm fine with it if it's done well. But that's the thing. A lot of times it was done well to begin
1: with and that's what made the franchise successful. And if you go tweak it and tip it too much...
0: But you're making it for a new generation. Like you know, they like don't to need that. It. They need their own shit. No, they don't. They do. No, because here's the thing. Much like uh, like Mike at DC Noise, right? He likes the ongoing GI Joe book. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't like GI Joe: or American Hero because he doesn't. He have doesn't the, understand it. Or doesn't have. The he doesn't have the background. For it. Sure. Yeah. So instead of him going out and buying 155 issues, he can just read the regular GI Joe like ongoing. <laughs> trades. <laughs> he might not want to do that. I get you. He might just want to read the GI Joe ongoing. And well, we have the disc, and he enjoys that. Yeah, I got you. I'm not, I didn't send him the disc. <laughs> is that a train? Yes. Is that the DC noise train? That is a DC noise train. <laughs> you guys can't hear it, but there is a train, and it's the DC noise train. And you'll know what that means if you listen to DC noise. So anyway, DC noise baby. No, um, <laughs> no. But no, I like I like resetting of universes if it makes sense. Like if you're retconning something and you do it well. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm thinking. A lot of times, it's really not done well. Right. I agree. But there are and times... And you have problems with that when it's not done well. Right. Absolutely. Okay. That's what it, it is is my mind, too. It's not done well enough for me. But, it might be well enough for everybody else,
0: but are these? it's not for me. Are these books being done well? Yes. Okay. Yes. So there's some stuff that's being done well. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Like that's the ongoing G.I. Joe I like. Right. The ongoing Transformers I like. Real American Hero I'm really liking. Origins and Cobra...
0: Oh, I love Cobra. They
1: they they're not as good as the ongoing GI Joe and Real American
0: Hero in my opinion. It some issues are. Some issues I actually overall, think are, some issues I actually think are better than the GI Joe ongoing. Overall, Individual issues. Yeah. Like Origins GI
1: Joe, it started off really bad, really slow. I wanted to drop it. Yeah, I agree. It sucked. Right. And then it, when it went to single origins of single characters,
0: yeah. I liked it. It became great.
1: And now we're on this whole Leonard Michaels, Scoop, And we'll get death. into that. We'll, get, that,
0: in, we'll get into yeah, that. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, it's not going well um, right now. So, anyways, um, yeah, I I am fine with resetting continuities. What did Chris want? That's what he wanted to know about resetting oh, continuities. Yeah, we're good. So, <laughs> <laughs> to sum I, it up, I really don't care for it, and you're okay with if it's done well. If it's done well. And, but yeah, I will admit, a lot of times it's not done The
1: well. 2000X Masters Universe, I thought, was done excellent. Sure.
0: I loved it. It was even better. Well, and that goes that to, time around to me than the filmation master. Well, and that's what goes. That kind of ties into what Chris was saying. Was he said he's okay when it's the franchise properties. It doesn't seem to bother him as much, but it does bother him when it's Marvel and DC. Well, and I think in because
1: a, there's a bigger, longer history with sure. those characters. Superman started off, you know, a long time ago in, the, in the, where he like, can only
0: leap buildings. And, yeah.
1: Batman started off in the 30s, right? right.
0: Superman in the 30s, right? 40s, yeah. 40s, 30s, yeah. 40s, yeah. Well, whereas GI Joe started in the 80s, right? Eh. Where, but the thing is, too, and that's the thing: if you go back to those original stories, and then if you were to actually read all the continuity, you'd find out a lot of it doesn't make sense from the earlier days. No, it doesn't and make now, sense at yeah. all. So it makes sense sometimes. What to I would say is, those
1: if you start reading, if you haven't read and you wanted to read anything, Batman or Superman, start with the shit in the eighties.
0: Right, but like, it's start with Crisis. You start after Crisis, I yeah. would say. Yeah, and then if you want to read Crisis, oh god, read Crisis. Oh, I love Crisis. But
4: read There's Crisis, so many characters. There
0: are. But that's what made me... Don't
1: w- go into it blind and just start picking up that book and reading it.
0: I did. Oh, my God.
4: That You that lost? That was my... Yeah. But
0: that's you know it. what? But you know what? It made me want to go and find out about these Who characters. Sure. So I went back and I found out I read all these... And now there's so oh. many trades out there that you can pick up that gives you that information. yeah. yeah. Like, there's Crisis on Multiple Earths, Volumes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, well, when we were
1: growing up, there wasn't that shit. There was, like, no. the one fat
0: kid in the comic store
1: who knew right. stuff about everything, yeah. and you talked to him. Yeah,
0: and you didn't really want to because he smelled, but <laughs> <Right>. we did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm fine with it. As far as his example of the Flash, do I think Barry Allen needed to come back? No.
2: No, Barry Allen.
0: Does it bother me that he came back? No. Tell you what does bother. Yeah, Bill. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you why it doesn't bother. Flash Rebirth was just an eh kind of storyline, yeah. but that wasn't where he came back. He came back in Action Comics, which was a storyline with Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, and that story was freaking phenomenal. So that was done well. Okay. The Rebirth of Green Lantern was done well with Hal Jordan coming back. I was totally fine with that. That that's your guy. In fact, in fact, that was probably one of the probably the best Green Lantern story I've ever read.
1: Buttern than Sinestro Wars? 1A1B,
0: really? <laughs> yeah, I love Sinestro I know you do. Yeah. I love Sinestro War too. Um, but Rebirth's pretty awesome. I mean, Rebirth like a good a great mini series are you, are you Jonesen for the Green Lantern War, the Core War. The uh, War of the Green Lanterns? Yeah. Yes, I know. Yes. Green Lantern's been a really good book lately. It's been a really, really good book. Really, really And not that lately. I should the last five, ten years. <laughs> it's been a really good book. Yeah. Um, all right. So then... Uh, yeah, get off of DC. Yeah. So anyways, he said... Uh, Back to IDW. He said, take care and keep up keep up the show. Uh, he also mentioned that he's also known as Dr. Quest on Twitter. Cool. Follow him. So, yeah. All uh, oh, the adventures uh, of the Good Doctor. Then we had a few comments uh, on various places. Eric, on episode 16... He said, uh, which was the trying to keep a dead man proud, trying to make a dead trying man proud. Trying to make proud. a dead man proud, yeah. which Trying can to keep, keep a dead man stiff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, first time listening to the show, and I've got to say, I'm digging it. Word. He said, keep it up, fellas. Damn right. And I would say episode 16 was an excellent episode for him to start. Don't up. start with zero. No, don't start with zero. <laughs> Sound quality's not that great. If you really want to, you can, but... I don't recommend Just it. Just forgive us. Right. And don't start with the Star Wars A movie special. We've gotten better. And I want to publicly apologize for that again. I'm sorry. Again, this is the first time you're publicly apologizing I apologize for it. that on a daily basis. <laughs> I mean... those <That> was awesome. <laughs> We actually had a comment, I can't remember who it was from, uh, somebody did post on our website saying, like, you're right, I'm never going to get those two hours back. Right. And I'm sorry for that. And I said, imagine how I feel, I watched it twice. I wouldn't have done it. I I almost couldn't. Damn the show, man, I wouldn't have done it. So then I posted on our Facebook site around the holidays, um, I said, or actually when I was doing the blooper episode, I said, have uh, all the material in the blooper episode, Just need to record a closing uh, tomorrow for the episode and run it through its processes to get it out to all of you. You're going to want to hear this one if you like our suck episodes. So then Thomas Arashikagi said... So, how will I be able to tell a suck episode from a regular episode? And he put zing. But he trees. goes, you can't. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, just kidding. Love the podcast, fellas. Uh,
1: so. Pretty much how you really tell the difference is the suck episodes, they don't have comic reviews. Right. And the other <laughs> ones, do. Right. But they both kind of suck. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Or uh, it has suck in the title. Right. <laughs> Those are the two giveaways, Mr. Smarty Pants. So it'll have suck in the title. And there'll be no comic reviews, and that's right. how you do. I told you to get water before we started.
0: No, I'm just laughing so hard. Oh, okay. I, um, uh, Seb Pinter, uh, I also wanted My to, man. Yeah, I wanted to comment that he drew you a picture of the sorceress. It was great. And he it was an it. awesome job. It was really, really good. Absolutely. Um, and and if he, he
1: sends it to me, I will hang it up.
0: Yeah. Well, he's in, over in England, I think. So. It may be pricey. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't, I understand. How about, if but just, it was really good. how about if you just print it off from the website?
1: I pro- I, pro- I probably will.
0: He did post it on Facebook, and he did post it on our forum. Yeah, it's really, so good. It it really good. good. It is very good. It is very good. And I like the fact that he kept the headdress on. Yes. Nice. So another thing that I commented on our Facebook site, this was around Christmas time, so I wanted just to mention some of the feedback we got. Um, I said, here's a good topic for discussion. What was your best Star Joe's related Christmas gift when you were a kid? Or as an adult, Um, Star Joe's gift being anything Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, or any of the other 80s franchises. So we had Greg uh, on the forum, or on the uh, Facebook site, say, have to go with Omega Supreme. In retrospect, not a great toy, but it was awesome to open such a huge present on Christmas morning. Yeah. My cousin had that one. again. That was the city, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the one with the tank that went around and everything. Um, And yeah, I agree. The toy wasn't great. My cousin had it. The toy sucked. But, but still, but well, yeah, why um, that transforms into a city. So then we had uh, then Greg chimed in again. And he says, thinking back, I love the Christmas I got Metroplex also. So again, a city. Nice, I nice. always wanted Metroplex. I never got them, but yeah, Met- Metroplex was pretty sweet. Then we had Nick. He commented and said, think it was GI Joe headquarters or maybe Optimus Prime. Did he put any punctuation in there? No. Nice. Uh, <laughs> my sister actually posted. Okay, Heather. And she says, it wasn't mine, but I loved when Dad put the aircraft carrier, G.I. Joe, together in the basement for you. I think it. I was ex- as excited as you were. She said, by the way, I'm Ryan's sister. So anytime I get to bring up the aircraft carrier for you. I know. Thanks. <laughs> I wasn't really going to call her out on it, but I didn't want to insult your sister before I actually met her. Right. And then uh, Brian made a comment also about it. He says, I believe it was Christmas of 83. I was six years old, and I remember getting two large paper bags full of the Return of the Jedi figures. Damn! As well as Ewok Village and also Master of the Universe figures and Castle Grayskull. He said, I have pictures and will upload them soon. Yeah, awesome. Please do so, because... If you had paper bags full of figures...
1: Right. Your parents fucking loved you. Yes. <laughs> so... So that's awesome. So that was awesome. I remember Christmas back in 84, I got the G.I. Joe headquarters. Right. Which was just freaking huge, awesome. I got the armor personnel carrier. I, I got the Dragonfly helicopter th- that yep. year. A couple of the figures I got were Snow Job, Destro, uh, Blowtorch, Mutton Junkyard, Spirit and Freedom, Firefly, and I got the... Um, the Cobra Hiss Tank, and the Wolverine. I, I, it was pretty much a whole G.I. Joe-centric Christmas.
0: Yeah. I got nice. that in, I think,
1: pajamas or something. Yeah. So everything was pretty much G.I. Joe. And I remember one year I got the, the hovercraft for Christmas, the yeah. whale.
0: Yeah, I think cool. I think the year I got the aircraft carrier was the same year I got a ton of G.I. Joe stuff. Yeah. I got, as if the aircraft carrier wasn't enough, right. I, I got a bunch of but figures. But back then,
1: when it was, that was only like 100 bucks. Right. 100 bucks was a lot of money for a toy, but... Yeah. I mean, the figures themselves—they were like two, three dollars a piece. Right. So, so I got a bunch of you figures. Can, your parents could totally load up on yeah. like ten figures for like you know 20, 25 bucks.
0: I got a bunch of figures in my uh, stocking. Yeah. And then I got a bunch of figures just as wrapped up like yeah. together. Yeah. That's what I. got. And then I got like the hydrofoil and oh,
1: I remember getting that. Yeah. The
0: tank and like the Mauler and Mahler, all. Yeah. yeah. I got like
1: oh, I got the Mauler one year for Christmas too. The brown yeah, tank. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, just a ton of stuff. I think I got the Raven that year too.
1: Yeah, that my dad. I remember one Christmas that my dad's, my parents were split up, which was cool because I had two Christmases. Right. I got the uh, the G.I. Joe Tactical Battle Platform.
0: Right. And that was freaking awesome. I got the, sweet. I got the Conquest, I think it was, the jet. Oh, that yeah. I never had that swings. as a
1: kid, so I got the new one that came out, the Target exclusive. Okay. For the 25th anniversary no, I had so. I had that. I got that, and I got the Raven that came out, too. Yes. Not the Raven. I'm the Rattler. I'm sorry.
0: The Sky Striker I got earlier, so I put that on there, too. Yeah, I hate you. But, you know. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into some issues here because uh, running short on time as far as things we have planned. So. Yeah. All right, so let's go into our From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. All right, Chuck. So we had uh, 10 issues to cover. Wow. So uh, why don't we do an overall view. How many buys, how many borrows did you have, and how many snarfs did you have? Yeah,
1: I don't think I wrote it down. Oh, you bye, bastard. bye, bye.
0: Do you, want to, do you want to write it down now? you got a pen.
1: Well, just show me all the, the titles, That's and I'm I'll just doing. add them up real quickly here. That's what I'm doing.
0: I really like this one. I really like this one, too. Okay.
1: Oh. All right, here we go. One, two, three, four, five three, four. Five buys.
0: Okay. Three borrows, two snarfs. Wow, I had the same thing. No shit. Five buys, three borrows, and two snarfs, and I'm and willing to bet we do not match. <laughs> Let's play the view. All right. So, uh, what do you want to tackle first?
1: Uh, Well, we had one Transformer book, so I'll go over that.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, Basically, Transformers number 14, uh, Costa and uh, Figueroa?
0: Figueroa. All right. It's Um, uh, Mike Costa and Don Figueroa. Yeah. So, uh, what was this, uh, what was it for you? Oh, this is a buy. Okay, yeah, it was a buy for me, too.
1: Cool. Uh, Basically, we open up a bumblebee shot by a human here who fears the the robots, the Transformers. And the gun that's actually used to kill him, that's actually Megatron. Okay. Optimus Prime and some Autobots, uh, they're with the Human Army aboard an airplane, and they're blown out of the sky mysteriously. Uh, Brawn, uh, the Autobot, he questions the military about keeping Megatron, you know, for observation, that they're, they're, and they're actually trying to fix and repair Bumblebee too, and then Braun gets into it with Ultra Magnus, argued back and forth here. He's a, yeah. He's a hothead.
0: Yeah, because the gun that was used to kill Bumblebee, it looks like it's Megatron. It's Megatron, yeah. Right.
1: And, and then they learn of the attack on Optimus Prime's airplane. And then we go to uh, news broadcast and local news here. A uh, human group uh, people called Earth's Children, they're speaking out against the Transformers being on Earth. Right. And then we see Soundwave and Frenzy and a couple other Decepticons. They all show up and attack the human protesters. And they're actually there looking like they're going to free Megatron.
0: Yeah, and that image looks badass where the Sound Soundwave yeah. shows up with frenzy oh, yeah. oh, and oh, yeah. rumble and stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. And in the end here, we actually they show how third world countries get arms and sell arms, and that's probably how Megatron got to be where he was, how that gentleman bought him off the black market to, to yep. shoot the, the Autobot Bumblebee. Yep. So, all in all, it was a good issue. Uh, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I, I definitely
0: give it a buy. Yeah, and it's really mysterious because the previous issue, we saw Megatron come back in a different form. He's like in a different yeah. body. Yeah, yeah. And now we're seeing them building these guns that look like Megatron yeah. in the original form. And we see a head outside the camp... That, that looks, looks like Megatron's, Megatron's head. Yeah. It has me confused. On the next issue, if you pan over here, yeah, Megatron.
1: It says Megatron, and it shows the. new... I hope that's the fucking cover that is, that right there.
0: Yeah, I hope that's that the is cover. Badass. I hope that's the art that's inside. Yeah, that's that's really badass. Um, but yeah, it's Megatron in the new form. So now I'm wondering: is there going to be Megatron old form versus Megatron new form? Yeah, maybe they're doing the whole Galatron thing. I don't know. I don't know. It, but yeah, it was it was very cool. It was a yeah. very cool issue. All right, what do you want to go into next? Uh, well.
1: I can do uh, let's see here, I've got GI Joe Cobra number eleven.
0: Okay. And what was that for you? That's a uh, Costa Gauge, Fuso, and Chi. Right. This is actually a borrow. This was actually a buy for me.
1: It's a borrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Telling you straight up it's, it's a borrow. It's a buy. All right, uh,
1: what we have here is uh, Chuckles is actually getting a massage here. Right. And he's showing up late to a meeting
0: with uh, some of the Cobra higher-ups. That's what made it a buy, is he was getting a massage from this chick here. Massage, it. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he got a happy ending. Right. Uh, and he goes back and forth with Tomax here, and then the commander wants them to follow him down to the fourth level, where he tells Chuckles that he is the director, and Chuckles is his new star. right? And then Zaymon is uh, actually, you know, cavorting, having sex here with one of the chefs. Right. And... He, he made a comment to his brother uh, Tomax. He goes, Oh, that's funny. I thought it was the maid. Yeah. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> and Then, then Zaymon tells Tomax, and they, they have it out a little bit here. And Zaymon tells him, He goes, You know what, man? It, it, this is all just a game.
0: Yeah. You just it, need it's to just relax. A game. relax. It's yeah. a game. And Tomax is like, uh, You better start taking this seriously. Yeah, because um, it's just a game.
1: Then the commander uh, he wants to put Chuckles in charge of this um, meeting bot, uh, which is used for corporate or military meetings. It's a pre programmed syllabus or agenda. Yeah, you know, for meetings and it can tell who interacts at the meetings and who is not paying attention and who's uh yeah, it, it's it's kind of like a uh, Big Brother watching you all the time kind right. of thing. And and then we see uh Big Boa beating up some Viper troopers here. Yep. And he ends up sitting down and having a chat here with Chuckles. And then Big Boa tells him his whole backstory his origin, and his yeah. origin, yeah. And how he joined Cobra. And then the Baroness is actually sent down to go get Chuckles. And she tells the commander, I look forward to you shooting him one day. Which I thought that was a great line yeah. for her. And then the commander actually uh, gives Chuckles a test here. He tells him, uh, "There's the we're on this island here. He goes, I want you to blow up this dam on this island here and flood it. It'll look like an accident. It'll look like an earthquake. And uh, Chuckles asks him, is this some kind of test to show that I'm not going back to G.I. Joe? He pushes the button, throws the fucking thing out He goes, uh, let's go to lunch here. I'm hungry. Right. And so the commander so, says, yeah, we... This, this boy was gonna go far. Yeah. So that was awesome. And that's but that's the good part in the book. But no, see for me the whole big boa origin thing, the backstory. I love in that. that. I didn't need it. I loved it. It's well, it's like they tried to work it in. It's like they had like a his origin already written for something else, and they're like, oh fuck, we gotta throw it in somewhere. No, I I
0: really liked it because here's
1: Cause the, it did nothing. It did add nothing to the whole story. It added nothing.
0: Just his to, origin. Can I get my viewpoint at any point? Right I was now? going over this book. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, the thing here's the thing I really like. This is what made it buy for me. You have uh, espionage going on with the whole like here's this technical device and here's what it does and blah blah blah. So you have espionage going on. You have games going on. Potential
1: espionage because they're not using it for anything.
0: Right, but it's the start of it. It's like going in and meeting Q and he's giving you the new device. Yeah, I love that part of James that. Bond. You have the whole banter going back between Tomex and Zaymoth, That's all going on. You got sex going on, which is awesome. Well, they the don't time. show anything. They're not going to. <laughs> but I, so you, I could give me a boob. Or basically, something. you got espionage, sex, violence with I the, got whole, no boob, with no the ass, whole fight and going on. A big boa. Tell me how that's good. If I'm the champ, you're cutting me off every five fucking seconds. I swear to God, already. <laughs> if you would have beat me then you can talk over me. No, I I can talk... To, to be you. the man, you gotta beat the man. I did beat you twice. Whatever. Five times, actually. I'm but- the champ. Hey. Go ahead. All right. So, I've got violence. I've got sex. I've got espionage. I've got... But no rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> no, he's not in this book. He's no, in the okay. other one. But... And then, and then, like I said, the like you were just saying, the ending the, the, tops the, it off. The for end me.
1: part actually pushed it to a borrow.
0: Oh no, it wasn't a snarf before that.
1: I wouldn't say it was a snarf. It might have been a low borrow. It's it's a high borrow.
0: No, I'd say it's a buy. it's, right. it's a buy. I enjoyed it. I loved how it ended. That sealed it for me. Sorry. All, right. All right. So next,
1: uh, GI Joe ongoing issue number twenty five, uh, Dixon and Atkins. Right. So uh, basically, for me, this is a buy.
0: Yes, buy.
1: Yeah. This is like. The buy pick of the week. Yeah, for me too. Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) Moving right along, next issue. No. You guys go fucking buy it. I'm not going to read it. Uh, Basically, what happens here is we open up with Frostbite, Alpine, Lowlight, Covergirl, Rock and Roll, Flint, which is a weak character, Mm -hmm. and they're volunteering for some secret.
0: Flint is not a weak character. (laughs) I I know you did.
1: (laughs) And they end up volunteering for some secret mission here inside the pit, and they're told they're going to be scanned and have their DNA stored in these. uh, uh, chips here uh, that they recreated uh, from Cobra's mass device here. Uh, but before it happens, Helix and Snake Eyes show up and they say they want in on the action here. And then two of the other Joes, uh, they're they're kind of, they talk themselves out of doing it and not joining in. They say it's too high tech for them. Pretty much. It, it's actually low light and frostbite, which was kind of weak. Yeah. I thought that part was kind of weak. Yeah. That's the whole weak part of the book for me was they bowed out a little too easily. Right. Being uh, for being military guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we actually have the Joes are scanned and dial tone, the female dial tone, locks up the, the memory cards
0: of the chips in the vault here. But you don't have to say the female dial tone in this book. That's dial tone.
1: That's not my dial tone.
0: <laughs> in this book, that's the only dial tone there is. You get, anyway, that. You get that, right? Anyway, dial tone. So if you I say dial tone. Rest in so if you say dial tone when you're covering this book. we just call her
1: DT? It'll
0: make me feel That's better. what they call her. Well, let's call her DT. You can call her DT. I can call her DP. No, she's <laughs> DT. DP. DT. Double penetration. Or dial tone. All right, we'll DT then. Okay. All right. So DT.
3: Yes.
1: Locks up the the chips, the memory cards in the vault here. Then we pan to Tokyo, and Storm Shadow actually shows up. I like this part too. Yes. Storm Shadow shows up and, and speaks to a man called Obanyan. Uh, o o- y a b u n Obanyan. I don't know. Why are I'm...
0: you putting the B at first? Oyabun.
1: Oyabun. Obanyan. <laughs> whatever. All right. I'm not very good with the English language.
0: No, you're not. Well, it's not English.
1: <laughs> but anyway, uh, he tells him that uh, the the connection between President uh, Yucaban and Cobra is severed forever. And he also tells him that the missing Cobra agent was actually um, taken by Americans in uniforms. And then we go back to the pit here. Snake Eyes breaks into the vault after the memory card chips. And Helix is there waiting on him. So they're both there. Right. And they both have the same idea. They both want to get their own cards and their own chips. Uh, and then a message comes over. To the loudspeaker here from General Hawk. There's a new mission. Uh, there's a six-hour window for this mission. And they think they know where Cobra's going to strike. There's a 99% chance. And it's called Mission Operation Tokyo. Mm-hmm. No, Operation Rodeo, which is better than Tokyo, I guess. Right. Operation Rodeo. And then then the Joes all suit up. They leave. And then we see Stalker, Beachhead, Tunnel Rats, Scarlet, Rock and Roll, Snake Eyes... Helix, Duke, Lowlight, Flint, and others. Which, they're it's, putting all these characters yeah, in this book. I it was, love
0: it. It was basically just, here's the military yeah. operation. And I love yeah, how they got, did it. it we like, got Alpha Team, Bravo Team. Yeah, you're going here, yeah, you're, you're going, going, here, going there. Yeah, it's a big yeah. military operation. So yeah. Then, uh,
1: actually, Helix and Snake Eyes are ordered to take the, the point on here. To go in first to the home of uh, this drug lord, uh, Pablito Ortega. Um, then they actually secure the helipad. Then Cobra appears. They were right on their prediction here. Cobra does appear. And Snake Eyes and Helix attack, and they capture, you know, the Cobra guy, and they tell him, you know, to uh, activate the recall, and we have eight subjects that are coming back, but only six went out. Right. And the Cobra guys are like, well, what the hell's going on here? Which is why
0: they they took their chips. Right. That was being done. Exactly, so So they can go back. Right.
1: And then upon arrival here, Helix and Snake Eyes are actually in the Cobra thing, and it's like... Now what do we do? Right, we're in. Now yeah. what? Yeah, Helix is
0: like, well, it worked. Now what? <laughs> yeah, we're
1: in here. Now what? And that's where they pan off. It's like a to be continued yeah. kind of thing, but it, it's really cool. The art is phenomenal. Cool. The story is good, except for the one weak part about the two Joes bailing out, kind of easy. Yeah, but you know, but whatever. It
0: didn't weaken the overall. You needed two guys to leave because yeah. of the Snake Eyes the and Helix, Helix thing, in. right?
1: It may have been done a little bit better, but all in all, it was a buy.
0: Right. Um, and actually we have another voicemail from, uh, this is from Keith. Okay. Uh, pertaining to this issue and Um, pertaining to another issue we're going to cover. So I might as well well go ahead and play that for you right now. And this is Keith from DC noise. From DC noise. Right.
2: And that's how we'll get Duke for president 2010. Huh? Oh, hey, 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 this is Keith from DC noise. Uh, and, uh, I just want to say, hey, Chuck and Ryan. Star Joe's uh year anniversary. I hope y'all are around for many years to come. I just wanted to bring up a couple of issues uh with G.I. Joe, uh G.I. Joe one sixty one. Uh cool uh cover from Herb Trimp. He used to do the old classic covers back in the day. But uh this is the one I wanted Mike to look at. Which I don't know if he still gets anymore, but uh it's it's an awesome roll call. It has all the dudes in it, like uh kind of like a who's who almost but they're just in the background like waving to the people and stuff. I was like, Yeah, there's there's spike out, oh my god, there's a uh, low light or whatever, you know. But uh but then I also want to bring up the IDW's uh G. I. Joe number twenty five, which just came out uh I guess week before or whatever, but um Robert Atkins still kicking it, uh Chuck Dixon, I'm loving his his stuff. Uh just a little critique though, if you notice on the first few pages where Ro Road Rock and Roll is sitting there with uh Flint. But anyways, they're sitting there in every other panel he's got this big ass uh machine gun on his back. And every other panel it disappears. And uh what made me think of was, like, uh, movies, you know, where the edit- editing is wrong, where, like, a guy's got a, a full glass of water and he drinks some, and then the next panel it's full again, or uh, a cigarette where they're smoking and it's half gone, and then the next scene it's freshly burning. But anyways, keep up the good work, y'all. Sundercats, uh, ho, I have the power.
0: And, uh, Joe Joe Alright Well yo Joe Yo Joe <laughs> I have the power <laughs> So that was nice. awesome. Um I didn't even know. I that. didn't even
1: notice that either I went back and looked at it and I'll be damned if he's right Yeah he's totally right He's totally right on that Because right here in his panel Here he doesn't have it There he has it Right Right here, no. Yes, in the back, right here, no. no. <laughs> like, goddamn, he's right there. He is right at the bottom. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> like, I wonder if he did that on purpose to so see he was like fucking paying r- yeah. Right here, he doesn't have it. And right there, it
0: is. There it is. Yeah, I I didn't even notice it either until he said that, and I was like, oh my god, I'll and be he's Walking away, no gun. I'll be damned if he wasn't right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it, it's really cool. I mean, I, I do like the the new way they drew the the shirt form there. It's kind of yeah. like a. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and <laughs> he's giving Flint's... and it's Flint's there, too. Yeah, right?
0: Flint's there. Oh, and here's the thing. Okay, he said... Uh, I don't know if you heard at the beginning of it. Um, he's he got cool hair in his book, too. He, he said, uh, and that's how we're going to make Duke president for 2010. Well, first off, it's 2011, dude. I think that's what he meant. He <laughs> one too many cocktails. And second of all, Duke can be president. Be- all right, good. Be- because... Because he's a champ. No, because Flint is going to be your... like. For Duke being president, Flint is like your Norman Schwarzkopf, who actually goes out in the field and does shit, while Duke is sitting in the office going, okay, why don't you go do that? Why don't you go do that?
1: You know what? If he wants to be the general out in the field, that's fine. Yeah. Because you know what? You're underneath the president.
0: I don't give a shit.
1: There you go. He, it, he's a cooler guy. Nope. He, Duke is the Winston. Norman Schwarzkopf wanted to be president and couldn't do it. Let's no. He's not getting a politics did, No, that. no, he did I not.
0: I'm to fucking slap you. No, he did not want to be president.
1: Yes, they, they wanted him to run for president. They wanted him to, well, he didn't
0: want to do it. Because well, he couldn't. No, he could have very no. easily. He would have totally won, dude. Probably. <laughs> he would have been the first general since You don't even Eisenhower. know what the hell you're talking no, about. He would have probably
1: been the first president right. There was a general since
0: Eisenhower. Right. Yeah. But like I said, he didn't want to do it. Yeah. But. Um, Duke is Winston Churchill. And Winston what? Churchill? Listen, listen. Duke is Winston Churchill and Stalin and Flint is Stalin? No, and no. Fl- Flint is Patton. Patton. Yes, Patton was out there with the men, well, leading got the troops two different countries. I don't care.
1: Why don't you say if he was Patton he was in, he was FDR.
0: Okay. Duke's he, he was not a cripple. Okay, Duke's FDR. He a cripple? Evidently you that was your choice, dude. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just saying to make your analogy correct, you don't put the the British uh, prime minister what's, or British president. What's
0: wrong with the British? Well, they
1: have kings and queens, dude.
0: So what? Well, that's monarchy. That's not a president. What I'm saying is Duke is all talk and Flint if is action. If you want to make Duke the king, that's cool with me. Right. Duke Duke is all talk and Flint is action. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you go here
1: and you look, who's leading this fucking mission in this plane? Oh, right. my God. Who's taking the orders? Right.
0: Flint's taking the orders and, and shutting his and cable. Who, and who's, Duke out there, who's out there doing the job right there? Flint. But who's, already off, the job. who's already off the plane? Duke, and he's leading him. Duke's not off the
1: plane. Oh yeah, he's right here. He's in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Alpha team he hiding. Is alpha he's team hiding. Alpha team. That's because Bravo? Right, because A B. Right, because, it's like it's like
0: but what, high school and JV. What is Duke doing right he's now? He's high school football. He's varsity. Duke, it's JV. If you if you ever saw Renegades ever, you'd see that Flint kicked Duke's ass. But anyways, uh, I'm not talking about that. But anyways, <laughs> that's a whole other. Duke raccoon. is I'm Duke is crazy. up in higher up, hidden away and. Flint is out. With rock and roll. Right. And Cover girl, so, And Beachhead. Right. So he's with a model. Yeah. A stoner. A stoner? <laughs> yeah, rock and rolling a stoner. Come on, dude. No, dude. He's not.
1: <laughs> well, you got you got him with uh, Lowlight, who bailed on the mission. Stalker. Who's I think kick's Stalker. ass. Maybe that's Alpine. Because Alpine volunteered, remember? That's Alpine.
0: That's not Alpine. That's Stalker. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was Stalker, too, but that's this Stalker. is Stalker. Yeah. He's got a different hat.
1: He looks like also oh, soccer can't change his hat. What are you uh, trying to he's, say? He's got the Alpine hat.
0: Black man can't change his
1: hat. Wow, you went there. <laughs> you fucking went there. No, he's got the he's got the hat here like Alpine. Okay, so Alpine's cool. They just did. Okay, what's yeah, wrong with Alpine? Nothing. Hey, Mazooka's dead. got rest in peace.
0: <laughs> and you got <laughs> Tuttle Rat, Rat, who's yeah. awesome,
1: and uh, who's that? No, I don't
0: you don't know. even know. Yeah, he's Whatever. leading a bigger troop. Yeah, so Flint's I off. think he's the cheerleader because he doesn't even have a gun. No, he's not a cheerleader. <laughs> All right, so let's I think Duke's packing heat. Let, let's get into the other issue that he mentioned in his voicemail. See how mail. Duke
1: leads with two fingers.
0: Can we get into the other? And voicemail? Flint leads with one. Can we? Get yeah, a, go ahead. I mean, other I mean, voicemail. Duke's better. <laughs> All right. Um. So the other issue he mentioned, which I actually did the review on, was uh, Real American Hero 161. Nice. Which was done by uh, Larry Hama and S.L. Go- uh, Gallant. No, it says it says Larry Hamma. He is God. No. You sure? He's not. That's what it says. Um. No, it doesn't. So, anyways, uh, Real American Hero. Why does uh, my book say that? I went real brief because you wrote it on there. I know. So it's, I went real brief on this one because there was a lot of action that happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm, I did the stripper version. So the uh, Joe's track down Chuckles, who is being tortured for info by Cobra soldiers. They bust in and save him and bring him back to the base where they want him to interrogate Storm Shadow. Uh, the pit is open, is up and running again. Storm Shadow is not in his cell when they go to see him, but he's in the cafeteria eating because he broke out and they have no idea how the hell he did it. But the fact that he didn't escape when he could have actually helps gain a little bit of trust, possibly, with uh, with everyone. Dr. Mindbender shows up, uh, shows Cobra Commander that the pit is being used again and they can use the brainwashed snake eyes to actually get them inside. Yeah. That so, is the
1: stripper formant.
0: <laughs> I told you. Because that, when they break in, that's where uh, Chuckles to. actually kills one of the guys because he was going
1: to shoot right. Lady J. And Lady J is drawn here on this one panel with a big schnoz. That's uh, The art is not as good in this book as it is in the ongoing G.I. Joe book.
0: No, it's not. It's not. Um, but it's good.
1: Yeah, and you got, you
0: know, but yeah, like, here, yeah, but like, yeah, Chuckles, Chuckles shot the one uh, Cobra Grunt Mainframe because... Can I?
1: Wild Bill still looks like Hank Williams Jr. Dude, go ahead. Who's covering this issue? Wow, <laughs> there's hardtop. No, go ahead. Tollbooth. booth. That's toll booth. In the pit. Go ahead. Oh, okay. And then in the pit here, you see all the cool vehicles. You got the uh, havoc, the bridge layer, the uh, devil fishes back here. You got the uh, all striker, the skyhawks, and the vamps. So that's pretty cool. And a conquest. And there's a thing that you had as a kid, the bomb uh, disposal unit. Go ahead. I like the pit. Very good.
0: I'm just going to see how many times you can say go ahead before you finally let me fucking go ahead. Wow, we're better. Go. I'm not bitter. I'm just tired of you cutting it off. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Can I also have my issue? Oh, I'm sorry. Or what issue? Well, or, where's mine? You threw it in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so, what I was going to say, because you pointed it out. Was the fact that uh, Chuckles killed that grunt, because and Lady J's like, okay, Chuckles, you're totally out of line, and here Chuckles tips him over to prove that the grunt was actually about to pull a gun on Lady J, so mm-hmm. that was actually really cool. Yeah. Um, this one, for me, was a high borrow. I gave it a buy. I, well, you're giving every fucking Real American Hero issue a buy, so... So far. So, yeah, you're a Larry Ham a whore, that's what you are. Um I would, I would snuggle him if he'd let me. Here, here's the reason. Here's the reason I gave it a borrow. It would be a buy, but here's the reason I gave it a borrow. The story was cool. I loved everything that happened. I loved Snake, you know, Storm Shadow breaking out, all that type of stuff. There's a couple things that made it a borrow for me. Kind of tying into what Keith was saying, it was a total freaking cheap way of doing a roll call for G.I. Joe. I loved it. I didn't because in the G.I. Joe ongoing one, the one done by uh, Dixon... Dixon It was done... You got introduced to a bunch of characters without doing it in a corny-ass way like they did here. They were like, oh, you know... Oh, here we have Spirit and, oh, hey, Rakondo, hey, what's up? And then they've got, like, six different Vipers going on in the battle scene yeah. just to have a different one. They didn't
1: even have two of the same kind. I like the fact that you see a bunch of randomly placed
0: Joes. And they're all mentioned. They all have to be mentioned. Well, Every single fucking one of them have to be mentioned. Toll booth right here is not mentioned. You have Slipstream. Uh, The little guy. Slipstream <laughs> right here is not mentioned. Uh... Okay. I believe Psych Out Okay, how about there. every... Oh, Psych Out's mentioned. Yeah, he's mentioned yeah. <laughs> How about every other Joe that appears in the background is mentioned? It, Law
1: and Order. I mean, Law, he's not mentioned. But there's Order. There's his dog, too. I like that.
0: Rock and Roll. It was... There was. It was at almost every single character was mentioned, it was,
1: it was and they a were and they were mentioned in a corny way. And that's. And I what like I, the new the cover here for the next issue with Lady Jane the Baroness kind of yeah.
0: fighting that out. Oh yeah, I like that because yeah, Baroness cool. is getting her ass kicked by Lady Jane, so that's awesome. I like a cat fight. Um, the but like Jabberwock, Bandersnatch. Okay, you're clear. Clutch, thanks, Outback. It's like. And then he's yeah. like, Yo Dusty, hey gung ho I mean and that was all in the same two it, panels. He's the Cobra guys, you got the like a Cobra Viper and a Cobra Stinger Driver. Yeah. It's it's just classic. It's just like let me G. see G. how G. many characters I can throw in here and yeah. have them oh, yeah. introduce each other. I was was so freaking annoyed by that. And then the the very, very ending kind of threw me off too, which was Cobra Commander acting like the cheesy Cobra Commander from the 80s cartoon. Well, this is the
1: Cobra Commander from the Marvel run. Okay, I'm not going
0: to like him then.
1: Yeah, you probably won't.
0: Because I don't like the, yes, and you're a genius. And it's like, well, you're the freaking leader. Shouldn't you be the genius? Yeah, but he's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I don't like. In, in In the Marvel
1: run, they did do the Transformers, so he did side with Megatron for a while, so Right. you probably
0: won't like this as much. Right. I just don't like the I don't like the cheesy... It's just classic. I don't like the cheesy Cobra Commander where he's like, brilliant, we must implement this strategy immediately, because like, he didn't think of using the brainwashed snake eyes. The brainwave scanner, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they have snake eyes already brainwashed, and, and Baroness is like, oh, we can use snake eyes, and Cobra Commander's like, oh my gosh, yes we can! It's like, you didn't think of that, you just brainwashed them five seconds ago.
1: The last book, yeah.
0: <laughs> so... Like I said I liked it overall.
1: Yeah, I would. I would definitely give it a buy.
0: Yeah, I. I, I would give it a borrow. I give it a okay. high borrow, but I give it a borrow. So all right. All right so uh, we'll go ahead and uh, just take a brief break here, and uh, we'll yeah. be, we'll be back after these messages. You smoke them if you got them. Uh, you know, get a drink. Whatever.
3: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
0: And now, as a Star Joe's special, an interview with Robert Atkins. Artist on the IDW G.I. Joe Ongoing Series.
4: Hello? Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Ah, can't complain. Doing good? Cool. It
0: was funny because Chuck asked me, uh... He's like, so are we supposed to go professional with this, or are we, supposed to, are we mixing it up a little bit? Yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, obviously, you haven't listened to his podcast.
4: <laughs> I'm like, if you want to go professional. We have so, quote, unquote, professional interviews if you want to call.
1: So uh, uh, if you want the 60-minute version, we can do that, or we can get a little <laughs> cheeky with it. <laughs>
4: um, no, yeah, I've got I've got time, and um, I'd probably prefer it be more laid back, so yeah. whatever you got. Whatever you guys want to do is
0: fine. No, I mean we have questions, but you go as weird as you want to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. thank, um, thank you very much for doing it, though. So. Yeah, it was very cool.
4: Oh sure, no problem. Yeah, like I said, I've been listening to you guys. I think it's great that. I think it's you great you know, cover. You cover everything, so. Yeah, it's cool. Well, we are we are child we are children
0: of the '80s, so uh, we just figure we do what we know, and it's right up our alley. Yeah. So.
4: Hey, so how old are you guys? Because I'm 30. I just turned 31 this year, so it's like I was all right in that 80s, you know. Uh,
0: I was born in 75, so I'm, I'm 35. Yeah, I'm th- I'm 35 also. All right. So yeah, right around that same time. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, we just actually reviewed GI Joe number 25 of your stuff.
4: Oh, really? Had that podcast come out yet?
0: Yeah, we talked we talked about it uh, just like literally a few minutes ago. We actually had a listener that called in and left a voicemail. Uh, kind of calling you out. Oh, about what?
4: <laughs> are we recording? Because we should. This should be
0: on the. Yes, air. we are recording now. So.
4: Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so, so
0: drop all the swear words you want. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah,
4: we are. We are recording. All right. So yeah. So what was like being called out? On...
1: But in the first couple of panels, we see rock and roll, and he has a machine gun on his back. And then a couple other panels, he doesn't have it, and then he has it again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just awesome. I didn't notice
4: it when I read it. Yeah, that's that's uh, totally me. Yeah, no, it's, um this, I could make all the excuses I wanted, but basically it just, uh, it was just my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no. When it comes to um, character consistency, uh, it's, it's something, you, you know, you do your best to keep an eye on, and typically that's why you've got editors there to, you know, to kind of back you up and make sure you don't make those kind of mistakes. Yeah. But uh, on G.I. Joe especially, um, everybody is so unique and everybody has their own getup and and for the most part, I try and keep it all straight. But then there are just times where I'm trying to, I have to get through pages, you know, as fast as I can. And oh yeah, yeah. That was one where it just kind of slipped. <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: How, I don't know how you get these through these things fast because the detail you put into the yeah, characters. Yeah, they're very good.
4: I appreciate it. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 not that it isn't time consuming. I just don't sleep. So it, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, it gets it gets done on time for the most part. So, yeah. um, well,
0: yeah. from what I heard from your show, that uh, what was it? in now, granted, it was before December that you actually worked on the stuff, but you had what, like three books that you were doing at the same time?
4: Uh, yeah. So, since August, especially, it's been uh, ridiculous. Like I've been working on the DC online video game that'll be coming out in January, and at the same time, I was drawing X Men Forever issue number last. Well, 30, I don't even remember now. Thirteen, I think, and then, um, and I was working on GI Joe at the same time. Right. So then that got me up through the New York Comic Con in October, and since the New York Comic Con, which was like mid-October, I've done three issues of GI Joe, so I had to get all that done. And on top of that, right now I'm also drawing Heroes for Hire over at Marvel.
0: Oh wow!
4: So it's just kind
0: of <laughs> it just got me real busy. Yeah, you sound busy. Now, when when did when do you uh, are you currently doing heroes for hire or did you do some of the past issues also
4: i'm um, doing issues four and five of the new launch the one that just came out last month so awesome
0: um, i actually i actually picked that up because just because Abnet and landing are doing it and i'm a huge fan of them
4: yeah oh yeah they're awesome
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah, they're actually
4: it's a really cool script it was it's uh it's really trippy which is strange because i don't typically work on that kind of stuff it's just really there's a lot of creepy elements and yeah a lot of like storytelling, things that I have to carry an emotion and, and a certain type of vibe through the storytelling uh, visually, or it doesn't work. Right. And so it's something that's taken—it's taken a lot of thought. It's been really kind of uh, challenging in a fun way, you know, just yeah. to get that, get that just right, get the timing right, and the things that, like, if you watched a horror movie, you know, what makes it scary? You know, typically it's like the atmosphere from the music and the and the, you know, maybe the the dialogue leading up to it, but certainly I don't. I don't have those elements, right. you know, to make things scary. I. I all I have is the camera angles and the shadows, you know, and, and like the acting, you know, to to carry it. And so it's been a real interesting, uh, kind of a challenge. But yeah, yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome writers, though. It's and fun then, to work
0: on. and then, weren't you also working on like a 16th century or 18th century book or? Oh something? yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's that going?
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's for that's for Dark Horse. Uh, it's for their Savage Sword anthology. Okay, um, so it's like all of the characters that Robert E. Howard created, like Conan and and stuff. Uh, that Dark Horse owns the rights to, right? I, and yeah. so I was doing a character called Dark Agnes, which takes place in like takes place in the 15th century France. So, you know, it's about seventy <clears throat> years or so before the Three Musketeers type time period. So that was a big, huge switch. <laughs> so I was going from, like, DC superheroes pounding each other, you know, and then um, X-Men, Forever Stuff, G.I. Joe, and then I just went to 15th Century France for, like, eight pages. <laughs> I hopped back onto G.I. Joe. It was pretty nuts. Now, now,
1: now Robert, with G.I. Joe here, you're going to be concluding that with issue number 27. Are you going to pick up any time after that,
4: or do you know anything about that? Um, yeah, it was kind of up in the air for a little bit. They knew, you know, they wanted to uh, use me, you know, and I wanted to keep – I still want to be a part of the Joe the property, but we just weren't sure how everything would fit in. Uh, obviously, because I am busy, like my schedule wasn't going to allow me to, you know, stay on the main title full time. Um, but because there's a little bit of a gap between now and at the end of season, the season one, you know, issue 27. And before the whole season two launch happens, I had just a little bit of time for me to wrap up this stuff I'm doing for Marvel. And then I'm actually going to be on the ongoing Snake Eyes title, so okay. I'm, oh, I'm going to be the regular artist on that. So that'll be a monthly book that I'll just. You do draw Snake Eyes well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, he's he's by far my favorite character to draw. Which, I mean, I guess you could say is pretty cliche or stereotypical or whatever. But I mean, he's he's awesome and yeah, <laughs> and he's fun to draw. Well, what about what about uh,
1: Transformers and Star Wars? Who's your favorite on those? Um, with
4: uh, with Transformers, I mean it's. It's definitely Optimus Prime, and I know that, again, that's pretty cliche, but it's... No, that's my favorite, so... Yeah, for me, for me, it was always the characters that, like, the other characters looked up to or, or could rely on or were, like, uh, honorable, you know, or that, that sense of nobility and stuff that I just really stuck to that, so I just always thought that was really cool. Like, for, um, with He-Man, it was, like, man-at-arms I really liked, and with, uh... Very nice. Um... With Star Wars, it was uh, definitely you know Luke Skywalker, but it was just because. Nice. <laughs> as they were, you know, do you like any like, villains. <laughs> um, and you know what? I wonder, No, not, not as much. Robert, yes. Robert, Robert. That's kind of funny. So I, someone. I'm, I know. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, that's fine, Robert. You're on my side. You're
0: on
1: I'm <laughs> I, 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 totally yeah. I like the villains on all of them. Yeah, they're just better characters. <laughs> There's they're so much more development with a bad guy you can do than with a good guy.
4: Yeah, well, and I mean, and I, I think Storm Shadow, so it's kind of like, I, but it's more its more the relationship yeah. between the two. So if you have a bad guy, I like it when they're so closely tied to the good guys. Not just like, I hate your guts and I want to beat you. You know, it's like if there's something more to it, if there's a twist that connects them, I always like, that's pretty neat. So. Right. Now with this, uh, you mentioned that there's going to be an ongoing Snake
0: Eyes series, which is news to me and I'm sure news to Chuck and probably news to our listeners. When is that supposedly supposed to start?
4: Um, the same time as, well, after issue 27 um, of Joe, which I th- should come out, I guess, uh, like in February. February,
0: February yeah. February, yeah.
4: Then I think they're taking a month off, and then there will be an issue zero that will be like the introduction or the launch of their season two, um, where they're just kind of <clears> – <throat> not, they're not starting from scratch, but they're just – they've resolved a lot of the uh, story plots and things of the, this first 27 issues of Joe between Joe, Cobra, and Origins. Okay. Uh, so at the end of issue 27, uh, Origins is going to be kind of set aside for now because it kind of served its purpose. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that they didn't like it or, you know, that there weren't fans of the book, but um, mostly Origins started out as a uh, a way to give Larry Ham a free reign to do whatever he wanted. Because <laughs> um, if he was on the main title, then... It was going to be tied to the other books, and so they wanted to just create a book where he could do whatever, you know, and uh, and that was his choice. And then, uh, but once he moved over to a real American hero, that was basically that same thing for him. So they're like, oh, well, what do we do with Origins now? And so it's 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 purpose kind of served itself, and it was kind of done. So they're they're setting. Yeah. Origins aside.
1: No, I'm sorry. Go I actually liked Origins when they did the one-shot stories of each character's background.
4: Yeah, I did too. I thought... Um, I did too, yeah. And I, that's something I think that they'll pick up again. They haven't said that they're, like, done with that by any means. Um, but, but, yeah, they're definitely just kind of setting that aside for this new lineup. It's going to be uh, the main title, which will be regular and ongoing. Cobra, which will now be ongoing as well. And then Snake Eyes is going to be the third title. So it'll be those three monthly titles... And they'll supplement that with stuff like they have in the past year or two where they did, like, you know, Hearts and Minds, and they did right. different kind of fill-in type things. So Yeah. Um, now, are you able to say uh,
0: anything about what this, the Snake Eye series is going to base, be based around
4: or who's writing it or anything like that? Uh, it'll be written by Chuck Dixon. Okay. Um, so, so he, right. <laughs> yo, yeah. No, see, this was, this was the thing is um, towards the end of the summer I was, you know, getting closer to wrapping up my arc on joe i knew that there were going to be major changes and i was initially approached to do the snake eyes main title like last year and i was like heck yeah you know because i was really excited about it something i really wanted to do and i actually got pulled in on the initial talks with chuck and and andy as far as plot development so getting to decide what the story was going to be about and that was a whole new experience for me i'd always just been on the art where the script was handed to me and i just went to work uh, so with it being a property that i was just so invested in something I enjoy so much and I'm a huge fan of. And so uh, you know, all through this whole thing that I, luckily I would get asked questions, you know, well, would this happen or is this uh, the right character to use or what kind of vehicle would get put here and there? <laughs> and I was always more than willing to jump in and let people know.
1: So yeah, that's um, great. Cause that leads right into one of my questions was anytime you can sneak the character flash in, <laughs> let's, let's, let's make that happen. If you, they okay. give you any kind of rain with that, uh, just put them in the background. And you remember G.A. <laughs> Joe, how they would have the, uh, the Yo-Joe Cola? Oh, yes. <laughs> Is there any way possible we can get a Star-Joe Cola?
4: <laughs> oh, I think we can make that happen. Yeah, I think that could easily oh, happen. Oh. <laughs> I will buy,
1: like, ten copies of that book and give it to all my friends.
4: Right. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's funny. There's There are times where Chuck will just say, um, you know, pick the five Joes that you think would be most appropriate for this scene. And it's for him, it's not that he doesn't care who they are, but literally there are times where you just need support characters in the background. And right. yeah, he would just figure that I might know who would either be the most visually you know, interesting or would work the best in that situation. Like for the beginning, actually the first page of 25, where you had that lineup. Yeah. In the, in the script, it said, pick six Joes. Oh, that was your <laughs> call. And I was like, woohoo! Oh yeah. So I got to say, I got to decide. Well, and I had asked for two or three characters that got shot down. So who were those? <laughs> Oh, I, I definitely wanted to draw Lady J, and I haven't had a chance to draw her yet. So that was great. well. The cover girl's really good. Yeah, and I and I like drawing her. I mean, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't know who wouldn't, but it's like it's it's a lot of fun. So. <laughs> well, that meant as a good choice, but it's it's drawing <laughs> well too. Um, yeah. So I, well, she's been used a lot. It wasn't somebody as as uh, I figured wouldn't be doing other things like Scarlet or whatever, and uh, and I, I definitely wanted to get a female in the lineup. Uh, but I think they have other plans for Lady J, and they don't want her just to be introduced on a whim. You know, they want her to, to kind of make an appearance for a reason. So uh, I figure Flint, he never gets enough screen time. So I wanted him to be front and center because I really I agree. dig Flint. Um, and also I have a good friend, uh, Shane Simic, who uh, um, he's a big Joe fan. And I've just met at various conventions over the last couple of years. And, in fact, he went out with me to JoeCon last year. So I was driving out. From, I live in Illinois, so I'm driving out from Illinois to Rhode Island, and he lives in Ohio, so I just picked him up on the way. <laughs> like, hey, guys. We live in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and next time. <laughs> yeah, if anytime, you pick, anytime, anytime you're passing yeah. through. That's right. Now, if you're going to
0: JoeCon this year, it's actually in Florida, right? Yeah,
4: I <laughs> am going, Island? and it's in Orlando, yeah. yeah so Orlando,
0: yeah. But, but, yeah, if you're ever passing through and you need a place to stop in Ohio, <laughs> you can stay in the studio. Yeah, we're in the Cleveland area.
4: <laughs> okay. Yeah, he lives up in uh, Canton. I believe.
0: Okay. So, okay. That's really close. Yeah. It's very close.
4: Yeah. It's not bad. So, um, anyway, so I gave him a call and we were chatting and I was like, Hey, who should I put on this page? And so he's just, you know, he's just the guy who reads the book and enjoys GI Joe's and, and he had a big hand in picking who was going to be on it. So I wouldn't have picked low light, but that was somebody he really wanted. So yeah, uh, I always like next time. He, yeah. I'll put in flash. Next time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I always liked uh low light as a character in the old cartoon. I never felt like they used him enough. So I was happy to see him in there and yeah. Alpine was, was good although unfortunately the gi joe ongoing book made me really like bazooka for the first time in my life ever and then he was killed yeah because <laughs> he seemed kind of like a badass and
4: like a dumbass. i know it's like uh <laughs> i know man he came out like all awesome and then it just uh you know he went out with a blaze yeah. of glory but oh he went out well yeah, yeah he, he went just, out well yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's it, but it was it was right on the heels of Resolute too. So like every convention this last year, you're like why do you guys hate Bazooka so yeah. much? And we're like we don't. It's not that. I swear. I don't know.
1: But what's what do they do about killing off characters like that? Are there any uh, guidelines about doing that or not to do it or?
4: It's just if if they're involved in future plans, uh, either in other people's story arcs or stuff, then then you're obviously not allowed. Um, there are certain obvious obvious Keith characters that it, it's just not in your best interest to kill them off it's not going to do question of course you know so you're looking okay. any any sea level character I guess you could say or or, or whoever appear less than, than maybe yeah not. you know they're free game and it's just um but we're not gonna obviously it's it's the idea isn't to just kill them off for the sake of it or for shock value or whatever.
1: sure right yeah,
4: you know which is um
1: yeah it would have been nice unless you kill like a barbecue and like a house fire or something <laughs> how often is that <laughs> it's kind of ironic yeah
4: <laughs> Wetsuit drowns and it's like all these ironic. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Thank throughout you. GHL. <laughs> now, what about Agent Helix? Do you, do you like this character? It's a newer character. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's pretty split on a lot of the, the message boards I've seen, um, and just and so I'd like to get your guys' take on it too. But just, I really dig the character for a couple reasons. Um, I think uh, just the more female characters you can get involved, the better. Just because, you know, it just gets to be. Too mad, the whole book just becomes too masculine. I mean, in that, you just get that one sensibility. It's like you have a book full of these guys who are like 20 to, say, 35 years old. They're all specialists in their field. And while they have their own unique characters, like, you just have to change up the dynamic, you know, of the group and the way that they interact with each other and stuff. And just, but just simply by adding a female to the group, like, it just makes a huge difference. And it's just a lot more fun to draw, not to be drawing the same type of body, you know, body type all the time. So, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah uh I know for me
0: uh, initially I was I liked the the one-shot special that they did with her and I thought it was yeah you know, I thought it was good but I was like uh, it's kind of neat but we haven't seen enough a lot of the other characters being reimagined for this new continuity. Right. And then
4: when I started seeing her in this storyline I'm like okay now I love her. Yeah exactly like I I wasn't that aware of her cuz I know she was introduced in the video game and then she had her kind of one-shot. Um and another thing was I really like the design. Like, her design, I think, is outstanding. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. a lot of great shapes and, and uh, contrasts and stuff, and so it's just fun to draw. And then so when I got to do that first splash on issue 23, I think the first page is a splash of her. I finished that. I'm like, man, this character is awesome. And then that whole, yeah. that whole three-page sequence, they just sparring with uh, snake eyes. And that's See, that was another thing. I know that that threw off a lot of fans because they're like, what? She could beat Snake Eyes. They're like building her up like she's all that. I was like, no. They were just sparring. Right, right. I mean, it's, there's not to say that, not that Snake Eyes was going easy on her, obviously, but just uh, he's, he wasn't going all out because he wasn't there to prove himself either. It was Hawk well, and trying to demonstrate to the group of Joes the, the level of combat that he needs all the Joes to be at, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and the one thing I liked with, with her that uh, was done at least so far, and I hope this doesn't change is that she views snake eyes as a peer and that's it. There's no love interest there or anything like that. So when Scarlet got up in Helix's <laughs> face, it was kind of cool for her to be just like, what the hell are you talking about? I have no interest. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: that's exactly it. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you read it that way. Cause that's, that's totally how we tried to play it. Then um, that's a, she has a complete respect for snake eyes and him for her. Right. And it's that, right. it's that level of respect that builds their kind of Yeah, because we can't
1: split up Scarlet and Snake Eyes.
4: No, yeah. So there's absolutely no love interest. But I think the whole idea is that we haven't divulged a lot of the background of Snake Eyes or why he was gone from the team in the initial you know relaunch. Um, right. right. And that's something that we are going to um, delve into in the next year for Snake Eyes. That's going to be a big part of the story arc. Um, okay. So we'll get to see some yeah, of that. pretty much <clears throat>
1: I'm pretty much with Ryan on Helix. I I really didn't like the character to begin with, Mm -hmm. and I saw the figure of the character in the store. I initially passed on it, but reading the story here and the ongoing, I'm liking her more and more, and I want to go back and pick that character up simply because of these books.
4: Yeah, I think she's been a character that grew on me fast, and I really like her. Um, As I was finishing up, especially through issue 25, when when her and Snake Eyes were kind of in that South American kind of villa, and they're fighting off all yeah. the guys and um, taking out the Vipers and stuff. I was like, oh, I cannot wait for the Snake Eyes series, because it'll be centered around Snake Eyes, but he's obviously a character that doesn't talk, and if he's your lead character, <laughs> you're going to need, a, exactly. you're gonna need yeah. a supporting cast uh, You know that kind of moves the story along. Um, right. Otherwise, it's just going to be like silent issue after silent issue. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if it's done well, we're okay with it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think there's going to be large gaps of of little to no dialogue, which is, again, an interesting storytelling challenge. But, yeah, um, yeah, we will see. It'll be Snake Eyes with the team up of rotating characters. So it'll be, um, uh, for the most part, it'll be Snake Eyes. At least in the first arc, I I can just say that it'll be Snake Eyes and and Helix will be a big kind of partner on a given mission that he's going to be doing. And then they'll be supporting Joes there as well. Based on the type of mission, so it makes sense okay. that these particular Joes are with them because that's their speciality, and they've got to go and they've got a mission to accomplish. Um, and okay. throughout the course of the mission, we learn more about Snake Eyes and just kind of the extent of his abilities, because um, he's not Superman, you know what I mean? Like he's right. he's fallible, but he's just really good at what he does. And then also, and that's
0: uh, that's the Snake Eyes I like. I like the one that he is tough. He can kick ass. But he's just a man, which is the thing I think Chuck and I both liked when the series started was all of a sudden you had a, a Cobra grunt that could, was able to just take on Snake Eyes by himself. Right. And it was like, oh, these guys are actually tough. Yeah.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, that, and that was the point. Again, it was uh, – <laughs> and it meant something to the Joes, too. It, it was able to carry weight when, like, Stalker asked him, well, how many guys were there? And he's like, uh, one. <laughs> <Stalker's> yeah, <laughs> just a one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I like the commando snake eyes more than the ninja snake eyes, but I do like the commando who knows some ninjutsu to get out of trouble.
4: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, it's kind of a big debate always, too, like the, the ninja or the commando or the visor or the mat or the goggles, you know. Well, I'm okay with the visor. Yeah, so. I, I've always thought it. I, like I like Uzi as opposed to the swords. <clears throat> yeah, I've always thought of it that he was, he, I mean, he was a soldier first. and then right, was, exactly. a, After being a soldier, he was trained in, in the arts of ninjutsu, so... He he uses that as just another tool, you know, to be able to get accomplish what he's the mission that he's given. You know, he's a soldier first by far. So, okay. I, and
0: I I, I always like the hybrid where it was he'll slice your head off, but he'll also shoot you.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and that's the way Chuck uh, Dixon writes it. That's the way he plays it up very much. Like he, um, you know, throughout the course of the series, he's done that. But um, you know, he's always got his sword on him. It's not like he's going anywhere without the sword. Right. But, right. Uh, but he he doesn't. He, like, he Yeah, yeah, he doesn't hold back and blow people away, so...
0: (laughs) Now, uh, mentioning Chuck Dixon and everything else with you being an artist, how much input does he give you as far as your uh, drawing goes, or does he pretty much give you kind of a loose idea of what he's looking for?
4: Um, The script is uh, what we call like a tight script, meaning that it says page one, panel one, this happens, this is the dialogue. Panel two, this is what happens, in is the dialogue. Um, occasionally he'll give me a page layout suggestion. Like he might say, this is a six panel grid, you know, keep all the panels the same size. Or he might say, this is, this will be the largest panel on the page. Um, for me, if I'm ever going to deviate from that, I would have to have a really good visual reason to, and it's not to say that I wouldn't, cause I, I just look at that as suggestions, you know, like right. writer notes or whatever. Um, but again, if he has a, he has it in his mind as he's writing the story and, uh, if if you know, I, I just go ahead and stick to that, if unless I find a reason not to, but and there occasionally I might add a panel. I find that I do that more than I would ever take a panel away. Um, if I was ever going to say just omit a panel, I'd bring it up with my editors and Chuck first and give my reasons why I thought storytelling-wise that might be a better decision. But I don't I don't even think I've ever done that. If anything, occasionally I have added a panel, like that I would just consider a silent panel just to add a beat, you know, just to kind of connect the action. And I've done that occasionally, but... Okay. Um, as far as his direction, um, he's he's not entirely specific. Like, his, his panel descriptions are, like, very simple. Like, this is what happens in the panel. And it really leaves it to me um, just to kind of add elements of character in the background. Like, for instance, in 25, as they're getting ready to get scanned and stuff and... <clears throat> In the like, uh, I think they say somewhere he says, uh, you know what, "What do you expect to get, you know, zapped into the field like without not wearing anything, you know?" Yeah, yeah, without you know, a ammo and guns. Yeah, because yeah, they're complaining about having all the gear on. And just in the background, I've got Covergirl like nudge and Alpine like, eh, 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 and he's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> awkward, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just those kind of character moments that I try and throw in the background that it's just fun because I know the characters and I think that it just kind of helps support the story and whether people catch it or not, like I don't really care. Like for me, it's, it just makes it fun. So there, there are a lot of elements where I, whatever I can do to help embellish what he, what the structure that he's given me, you know, I, I try to do that, but,
0: and uh, you mentioning knowing the knowing the characters kind of ties into some of the questions I had as far as your background to kind of let people know who you are and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first introduction? I'm going to have three the three main franchises that we cover most times. What were your first introduction to Star Wars, Transformers, and G.I. Joe? Since there was a lot of different ways of in- being introduced to them.
4: Yeah. Um, for me, I think... Uh, all right. Well, Star Wars was... Uh, I saw the – see, my my older brothers and, and family wasn't as into Star Wars, and so I didn't get into it until my, like, late uh, – I think I went and saw the, the Return of the Jedi at, in theaters.
1: And That's a start. That's a good start.
4: I know, yeah. <laughs> we forget for not
0: getting in earlier.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so – we well, see. What year was that? When did Eight When did Return three, of the Jedi come? Out?
0: I was gonna say. So you were what, like two when? And no,
4: you know what? No, you know, I didn't even see. It. No, I didn't see that in theater. No, it was. Um, I did. Well, I would have been like three or four, but yeah. No, I didn't. It was. It wasn't until a little bit later that um. Uh, you know that I got into Star Wars more. I had gotten some of the figures from like aunts and uncles. Nice. And I thought that was awesome. And I think it had been out enough that I'd, I'd seen them on. I had seen them on video, so it's like I knew who they were and everything. I was really into it, and so I was way more into um, Transformers, GI Joe, you know, like He-Man, Thundercats, you know, all that stuff. Right. Kind of the mid the mid 80s the huge push in the eighty three to eighty five, eighty six. That whole oh, those are good years. I mean, that was like my early childhood. Those know, are good years. That's my wheelhouse. Oh heck yeah, man! That was Saturday morning cartoons, and just, oh, yeah, oh, it's the best. Which so I was I was really into He-Man. And oh, the, me too. The, for me, the big three were like Aquaman, GIANTO, and Transformers. Yes, and then I agree with. And I think Thundercats would have been bigger. I mean, I loved watching it, but there just wasn't the toy line to support it. Yeah, yeah. But, so, which
0: was unfortunate. But, um. But hopefully, with this new
1: cartoon they're about to do, there is a new toy line coming out. There is a new yeah. Thundercats toy line and a new Voltron toy line coming out with the new respective cartoons.
4: Oh, I cannot wait! Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> we need to oh get you guys. on a Masters of the Universe book. What do you think about that?
4: I would love it. I would love to do that. I actually, um, Val Staples is a guy that was in... I was going um, just asked that. Did you read the stuff that he, he did with Emiliano? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's funny. I have a strange connection with those guys. Val Staples, I'm in an art studio called Tsunami Studios. Okay. And for, for a few years, Val Staples was in the studio with us, and it was while he was publishing um, He-Man. And then also, with Emiliano, he was drawing Snake Eyes Declassified, yeah. and I came in and did a couple filling issues for him there, so I had to I was very familiar with the stuff, and and those were the very first two. My first two published books ever was Snake Eyes Declassified number two and three. Right. So that was my yeah, that was my first work. I was like all excited, but
0: that that was that, that would make me excited. Yeah, yeah. That kind of tied into my other question was, which was uh, what your first comic you ever drew was, and what was the and in case it was different, what was the first uh, comic you ever drew that you got paid for. Yeah. <laughs> well apparently with Snake yes. Eyes declassified. It's important
4: to distinguish those, because uh unfortunately in the industry that could happen.
3: Yeah.
4: Um uh, the very first comic I that I did that was published was a book called The Rift uh, that came out through a company called GI Studios. And it was um What a coincidence. Yeah, I know, seriously, yeah, I never <laughs> really thought of that until now. Um and that was while I was still in school. Um I, I can't say that it was I have I've grown as an artist since then. <laughs> yeah. if you want to go and check it out. It's a book called The Rift. It uh, was it was it was a learning. It was a learning. <laughs> was a learning. Well, you, um, you always look at him through rose-colored glasses. I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, but uh, but the guy I worked with, Andrew Lavola, was a great guy, and it was he gave me a shot, and it was a blast to work with him. Um, out, right out of school, I actually went to school with Micah Sullivan, who was the editor at. Uh, Devil's Do. So after I graduated about a year, he gave me a call and we were chatting. He's like, hey, so do you want a job? And I'm like, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I got the Snake Eyes work and then they kept me busy over at Devil's Do for about three years doing...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's right around the time they had the G.I. Joe license.
4: Yeah, so I was in Inca and Tim Seeley on quite a bit of stuff. Between like the America's lead or uh, Special Missions Tokyo, Special Missions um, Antarctica. Or like Brazil, Antarctica. Yeah, so those were, those are a few of the things I have to work on. I did a few covers while I was there. I did a lot of um, character designs and profiles in the back, but I never... I was a, I was a big fan of that uh, franchise, actually. Yeah, oh, I loved that. They, they did a great job. and it was um, There's a lot of things that they did that I kind of hope IDW gets into. Like, I would love to see them do a special missions book. I would love to see them do uh, the profiles in the back, but they, they haven't done those.
1: Oh, things. yeah, yeah. I even loved the uh, the World War you know, Three special
4: that they did when they wrapped it all up. Yeah, and that was the last. That was yeah, right in that last year. Um, yeah, the last twelve books. Yeah, that's and that's when I came on. I got to finally do a few covers on the main title. Uh, nice. But it was yeah. So the, the very first book I did for them was Snake Eyes Declassified, and then it was because of some of the character designs I did for the Plague. You know, in that last story arc. Um, some of the editors at IDW saw those designs and asked me to try out for the Joe book for IDW. And I don't think they actually knew that I had worked for Devil's Dude. Um <laughs> <laughs> And then, so I, all I did was I turned in a few character designs. It was like snake guys. And and I think they ran in the, the back of the issue zero. <clears throat> just some of those character designs I did. I turned those in okay. and they were like, all right, here's the script. I was like, what? And it was a Larry Hammond script. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 I just couldn't believe it. It was, um, Nice. Well,
1: I know uh, me and Ryan are both very happy that you are, you know, doing the G.I. Joe book because it's great.
4: Yeah. And and actually kind of go back to as far as getting into like Transformers and G.I. Joe. For me, it was all the cartoons. Like I got into the cartoons first Um, and then I got into the uh, toys just because of that age I was. Yeah, but I, sure. I didn't get a ton of toys as a kid. We had a huge family. We didn't have a lot of resources. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we saw the pictures
1: on
0: your website now.
4: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, no. yeah. So, totally uh, We, we saw absolutely my that. childhood. Yeah. I was gonna say you've made up for a lost. You, time. you made up for a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> so and then and then from there I just I didn't even get into comics until I was like, uh, you know, junior high, high school. It's because my cousins were into comics, and then so they and then once I realized that there was even a GI Joe comic, I'm like, what? And I like went back and found as many as I could and read them up. And I was like, this is awesome. So I just, it was neat. Cause I kind of went, I don't know if there's like a backward way to do it, but just that it was, it was awesome finding the GI Joe comics and some of the transformers comics later. And then realizing that there's so much more story, you know, to the characters. And yeah, that's yeah. what really kind of hooked me. And then, and then also getting to work on them professionally, I've had to go back and just do all kinds of research to the point where I just completely delved into the properties and, and it's just a big part of, you know, it's, it's been a huge part of my career. So it's been a lot of fun being tied to it. Well, and, and that kind of sounds similar
0: to my background also. I really didn't, and Chuck is amazed by this because he's seen my collection now. <laughs> but um, I really didn't get into comics until my junior, senior year of high school also. Uh-huh. um, I think the only thing I may have had as a comic book when I was younger, I think I had like a Star Wars three-pack when Return of the Jedi came out as a comic book. Yeah. That was it. I really didn't collect comics. I knew the characters from like the like you said the cartoons like Super Friends and Transformers right. and GI Joe. But that was really it. And then I just went hog wild after. You went you went a look crazy.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me the the comic books uh, basically started with my mother. Uh, I was sick and she got me uh, a couple of comics at the uh, the store when she went to go pick up the medication for me. I think I had the flu or something, uh-huh. and one of them was uh, G.I. Joe issue number 29 because she knew I liked G.I. Oh, Joe. Yeah. I had the toys and the characters, and she she knew I watched a cartoon, mm-hmm. so she picked that up for me, and like you said, I didn't even know there was a comic book out for G.I. Joe. Yeah. And once I got that, that was that was uh, the crack I needed to keep <laughs> it going. The first one's free, yeah. So then I went back, and I started getting older issues and started putting a set together, and... That old Marvel Larry Hammmer stuff is just really, really good reads,
4: oh, yeah. well you know, there's just so, there's something so like cool, almost magical about owning the toy and then you see it in the book or on TV. and there's just oh, yeah. that, oh, that yeah. connection is so awesome, and it still happens to me today. like um I'll either watch old Jejo episodes or something, and I'm like, I totally have that toy. and just like there's yeah, just that connection exactly. that moment of this is awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I actually bought the new uh, the DVD releases of G.I. Joe, the Sunbow stuff through Shout. Yeah. I actually rebought all of those, so that was really cool.
4: Yeah, I've, and, there's been times where I've been working and I played the G.I. Joe, the old series in the background. It just cracks me yeah. up. Oh, it's so nice. hilarious. Oh. To, what, did, what did you think about the, the 1987 movie? Oh, it's it's classic in its own way, you know. It's 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 yeah. ridiculous, and at the same time, yeah, it's a so whole awesome. Cobra Law thing, right? I see at the before that I didn't realize you could just literally pick up a missile and throw it at a vehicle, and it would blow. up. Like, <laughs> yeah, now chuckles. I, know. I didn't do that either. Yeah, yeah. That's what I learned from that's, GI Joe. That's good to know. <laughs>
0: Um, I also found out that terrorists will first attack the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> exactly. So. No,
4: don't crack on that opening. No, no, that, open that opening. Heavenly guard the Statue of Liberty, and you should yeah. be okay. No. <laughs> that opening was like some of the best cartoon animation I had seen in like a decade. It was like – I, I The, the I music,
1: agree. the sound, the music, the song, it still gives me oh, – I yeah. still get pumped up for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, laugh all you want, Robert. That's good stuff.
4: No, <laughs> oh, I feel I laugh because I feel the same way. I, I hear that, I just want to go beat up a terrorist, and I'm like so excited. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Want to want to go up to a terrorist that has a camera and punch him right in the face yeah, as but, they're as they're filming it. But there's
1: no one I can find, so I just hit Ryan.
0: Right.
4: Oh, okay. Well, that the next best thing. <laughs>
0: He's kind <laughs> so, uh, speaking of shippy. So speaking of cartoons, uh, so you mentioned a lot that were your favorite as a kid. Is there any cartoons you like watching now as an adult, like newer stuff that's out? Yeah. Um, the
4: uh, I've been – well, I've, I've been – I love the G.I. Joe Resolute. Um, I, I was a huge fan of it. I thought that was phenomenal. And I kind of wish Renegades was a little more of that.
0: I agree. So do I.
4: Renegades is – well – I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm not as like, to, I still like it for what it is. And, uh, and it's cool that G.I. Joe is still being introduced to like a new generation. And, and I, and I still watch it, you know, I still like watching it. Um, yeah. But I think Resolute. But yeah, Resolute, Resolute was where it was. I, I love Resolute. It just hit the vibe for our demographic, for our age group, the right. nostalgic age group that wants to see something to be entertained as an adult. Um, it just really nailed it. And I think Hasbro was not ready for that. Like they, Put it together, being like, "Well, let's throw this out there and see what happens." And they had—they were not at all expecting the uh, the fanfare that it got. I mean, when they were putting out, started putting out the smaller episodes, um, it got so many hits that it crashed a couple times. And then when they <laughs> built up to the premiere, to me that was kind of nostalgic as well because it was like you had to tune in at a particular time if you wanted to exactly. watch everything. Exactly. And that was so like the eighties because yeah, yeah, I, I still so like,
1: watch those little. Two five minute mini clips on the on the internet. Yeah, I, I watched all of those, and then I watched it all at one time, and then
4: I bought it the day it came out for a DVD release. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and when it was on Cartoon Network, that's the highest rated uh, ratings they've ever had since since they've been on the air was the night that they aired Resolute. And he could and so cancel I cancel Renegades and bring that back. <laughs> so, but it's neat. But I also know the guy who did all the designs, and I think, and I'm a huge fan of his work, and. It's interesting because he doesn't typically do animated stuff, oh, um, and so oh, nice. it's been it's been translated a little bit differently for the show. But um, so I'm like a big fan of him and his work, so it's like I want to support the show as well. But yeah, yeah, Resolute was awesome. Um, I, I I'm a big also big fan of the the, the DC Universe uh, animations, you know, that they've been putting out. I am a like, huge um, fan of that. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah. Yeah, Batman Under the Red head blew me away. That's, that's like my We did we one. did a review on our podcast of it, and I think we go into that pretty thoroughly. Yeah, that's,
1: that's my favorite one.
4: Like I really liked it. Yeah, and the um, and I think they've in the most part they've just really been getting better and better. They're so fluid, and the story is you know again just mature. It's not like over the top or anything, but it it's not silly or goofy. Yeah. Now, did you get to see the Young Justice uh, premiere? Oh, I have not seen that yet. That's something. Oh, you got to watch it. That's really good. I know. I really, really want to because I've been a big fan of the. My son, he's about four years old now. Right. And uh, he really liked all the Teen Titans because I got him back on DVD and he was watching through him and that's how he really got into superheroes. Yeah, you're you're, you're good you're
3: watching.
4: <laughs> oh yes, he he is phenomenal. Like I cannot believe his, the extent of knowledge he has of superheroes. And that's my wife is like, all right, you're, you're totally shoving this down the throat. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, no, I'm not. No, not. <laughs> At all, I mean, but he comes up to my studio and it's like surrounded by toys. Yeah. He's gonna. I'll like tell you the one
0: thing you need to stop shoving down his throat because I saw a picture of it on your website is the Baltimore Ravens.
4: You need <laughs> no. This is the only reason he <laughs> won that shirt was because Raven is his favorite Teen Titans. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. That's acceptable. And he thought that it was like a Raven. Sure. The Teen Titans shirt is. He doesn't even know what football is. Yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> living, in,
1: living in Cleveland, Ohio, here Ryan's a big Cleveland Browns fan. Oh, okay. And it's a sore subject for him still. <laughs> now I'm actually from Chicago and I'm a Bears fan.
4: Yeah, heck yeah, yeah. I grew up in Illinois. Yeah. so that's big.
1: So I'm with you yeah, on that. Deal. Uh, I got to ask you this though. This could really end the podcast right here. Um, <laughs> White Sox or Cubs?
4: I'm a Cubs fan. That a boy. And my <laughs> keep recording. Okay, sounds good. My um, <laughs> a lot of my family is Cardinals fans though. What? That's crazy. I know. Well, where we live, we're actually closer to St. Louis than Chicago. But the team blast me, But my father-in-law is a huge Sox fan, so we just, we have it out. Yeah. Now you mentioned your son. I
0: know your son's name is Connor, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, does your son, with him being four, does he understand what you do for a living, and does he think it's cool, or is he kind of just indifferent and doesn't really have a?
4: Um, I don't think he's made the connection that. Like, if if I give him a comic book and I say, hey, Dad drew this, like, he doesn't get that. Yeah. Um, He doesn't know you're the coolest dad in the world. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He's completely... My dad was an engineer and he wasn't
1: the coolest dad in the
4: world. (laughs) He knows that I draw. Because one day he came up to me and said, you know, Dad, uh, sometimes it's okay that your drawings aren't that good. And I was like, what? (laughs) He goes, I love you anyway. And I was like, oh, my God. That's cool. I felt like crap the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like, you can't you know, take a, a like
1: You suck, but you're still my dad. I know. I love
4: <laughs> you know that's exactly what he said. So that's well, cool. I mean, at least he loves you. I mean, you got that going for you, which is nice. That's true. And, uh, and so I know he recognizes the fact that I draw for a living, but that's yeah. he associates it with the fact that sometimes I don't draw that well. I yeah. guess so.
1: Well, <laughs> so. I know I've got a three-year-old at home, um, and he runs around the house. He's a, he's a big uh, Avengers fan because of the cartoon and some of the toys we bought. Uh-huh. And he's running around the house. He pretends he's Thor, and he's always he's got this little uh, Avengers laptop. And you push the button, and it says "By the Might of Mjolnir," and he <laughs> runs around the house screaming that. The wife's like, "What is he saying?" I'm like, "You wouldn't get it, honey. Don't worry."
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They the kid they pick up on these things. My son was sitting in our kitchen on the floor, and he crossed his legs, like you know, like crisscross, like laying on the ground. And he puts his hands out, and he goes, "Azarath Metrion I was like, "Is he doing?" It? <laughs> That's like the raven, like, meditation chant. I'm yeah, like, oh my. yeah, So my wife thought he was like, what <laughs> get the are camera. You doing? but I'm like, oh, it's just something he's talking
1: about. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's not possessed. Get the camera, though. It's critical. I well,
0: I have to tell you, too, I've been catching up on on your podcast, and um, one of the stories that you told absolutely had me doubled over laughing, which was the story about your son ju- going to jump on your head. <laughs> And he said, "I meant to. It was an accident. I meant to jump on the pillow." <laughs> he
4: goes, "I meant to jump on the pillow, but I sat on your face." I was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly what happened." Like, yeah. he's uh, he's talking uh, about how he also, like cannonballed my head. Like, <laughs> nice. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I, I've had my son. He, he head butted me right square in the eye. <laughs> oh. I I think I had a bru a, bru- a bruised pupil. Oh, jeez. I wear contacts, and it was – my contact fell out. My eye just immediately started watering, Uh, and I'm like, I I think I'm blind. (laughs) um, And they don't know
3: what they're doing. His head was
1: right in the eye. It, like, wasn't even hit part of my skull or nothing. Somehow my (laughs) – chest was right at the right angle, (laughs) and his head was at the right angle, and he – right in the
3: eye. (laughs)
4: Like, oh, my eyeball.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I couldn't really (laughs) see straight for a while.
4: Um, now, it's funny you say, you know, you guys, um, he's a big Marvel fan and with the toys. I just cannot bring myself to buy too many of the Marvel figures. Like, yeah. I just cannot, after having the the Mattel DC figures, like, I cannot stand yeah. you know, the ball. Well, I,
1: I get hit, that because the, the DC classic figures are really well constructed. They're really good. And they're bigger figures as opposed to the new Marvel figures that are out, the Marvel Universe figures, the three and three quarter ones. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do get that.
4: Well, and I just uh, so he, I mean, because because he sees the characters he likes, and, and, yeah. and also they're just not as available. The Marvel ones. I mean, I go to con- a lot of comic conventions and and stuff, and that's really where I pick up all my all the toys. But so I can find just about anything. But
1: yeah. Well, there's just, a new
0: uh, Teen Titans wave of those coming out, right? Oh, for what? DC Classics. DC Classics. There's going to be a Green Lantern wave and a. Um, Pretty much a Batman wave. A Batman wave? Because they have Bane coming out. Okay. Oh, really? I thought there
1: was a like a Teen Titans kind of wave coming. No, not that I know well, of. I
4: mean, they've got just about everybody from Teen Titans out. Yeah, um, yeah. They had Raven come out recently. Right, yeah. My, son, yeah. my son was really into, yeah, my son wanted, for Christmas, the two, the, the only two things he asked for, he wrote Santa Claus a letter. Which you should. He wanted Raven. Which you should. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wanted Raven from Teen Titans, and he wanted Martian Manhunter. Like nice. I'm like isn't that awesome that a 4-year-old? Like that's a good boy. That's a good boy. Like the two, the two characters he wants more than anything. are <laughs> like these to- very obscure characters. Very obscure characters, in. yeah.
0: But well as you know from the show I'm a big fan of the obscure character so you got a good son there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um now Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you think
1: about the uh the Masters of the Universe Classics figures? Do you get any of those?
4: Um I got uh um <laughs> uh, my mom uh, well okay. Um a couple years ago, I stopped. I just kind of realized that I, nobody ever gave me toys for Christmas anymore, and it made me really sad. So then whenever I got Christmas money, the next day I would just go out and buy toys with it all. It's a good idea. And then uh, my mom picked up on this, and she was like, well, if, if I'm going to give you money, you're just going to go out and buy toys. So now, whenever she buys toys for the grandkids, then she just gets me whatever they got also. <laughs> nice. And uh, the first year she did that, she gave me the Battle Damage uh, Classics, He-Man. Um, awesome. Which has its own special place in my heart because <laughs> in the mid 80s, uh, he was my absolute favorite toy because I had the battle damage He Man, and uh, my brother had a battle damage Skeletor, and that meant that I got to win every time. Well, and so I was like, really excited about this. Well, then my older brother Thomas was uh, vacuuming our bedroom because we had like seriously four four of us boys in one room and it was a total mess. And he was vacuuming. And he's like, pick up your toys. And I was like, no, and he just ran over my He-Man with the vacuum. Oh, <laughs> oh, geez. And you know, those old plastics? you know, it just had the, the plastic hard plastic body, but then the head was squishy, right? right. It's like a squishy plastic. And it like got caught up in the rotor of the, <laughs> of the vacuum cleaner uh, and burned. It just melted that plastic no. head of He-Man. And I was like, no. And I like dive across the room <laughs> and I yank it out of the bottom. And he's got like, the equivalent of a softball-sized hole in the side of his head. Wow! <laughs> and I, was like, hey, and I was like, man. I was like, man, he is battle damaged. <laughs> but, but do you he kick his ass. It. It's so ruined. So when I got this toy from my mom like a, a year or two ago or whatever, I was just like, oh my gosh! I just got goosebumps. I was so excited. Yeah. So I was. I thought it was great that they were doing a classic, a re-release. Yeah. Uh, but then this last. Uh, a couple of years, I noticed that this new, you know, Masters of the Universe line was out through Mattel, and I would have started picking up, but every time I'd only see them at conventions, and they were always at least thirty bucks a pop. Yeah, they're, like, honestly, but they're, they're twenty dollars to purchase,
1: and by the time you get the shipping, it's like twenty-eight bucks. I know. So if somebody's selling it for thirty, they're making like two bucks.
4: I know. So I just cannot. I'm like, oh, I can't start collecting. Like, they're really so cool, but they're really
1: expensive. I've got the majority of them, oh. and I really love them. Yeah. Uh, I know they did the, the Masters of the Universe DC two packs. The, the, those I was gonna say, I and that's out.
4: where I finally got to pick them up. Was I got the He-Man and the Skeletor through that? Okay, and, nice. and th- I, those are phenomenal. So now I like those so much that I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and get at least the ones that I really like, like the the Man at Arms, the Stratos, um, uh, some of the other. There's actually a Stratos Hawkman two pack. Really? Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: and there's a Merman Aquaman two pack. I'm gonna have to find that. Check Toys R Us. <laughs> mm. Or online. I mean, I'm sure you can find it on Amazon or the Bay.
4: You should see my watch list on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should see my watch you list on eBay. I know, yeah. <laughs> I've got some, I've got some in about an hour that I'm going to be checking on, that I hope uh, I can find. But there's this guy in China that's selling them as loose figures, the DC Universe loose. And it's like six bucks shipping on your first figure. But if you get more than one figure, he combines shipping. Oh, nice. And, and they're going, they're loose. But I just play, I play with them. I mean, I'm not yes, the kind are. of guy to keep them in the packages. So because me and my son will play with them. But I think maybe he um, walked
1: out of work with a couple of them,
4: huh? He must think because he's got a ton. And they're selling for like five, six dollars, kind of thing. So nothing wrong Yeah, I've got about a, at least a dozen of them. I'm gonna hope to pick up now. We'll see. Now with you
0: still collecting figures and toys and, and everything, which obviously we do too, since we cover it all the time. What would you say right now is your favorite piece that you own in your collection?
4: Hands down, it's the Optimus Prime convoy, um, the masterpiece one. Yeah, the I am so yeah.
0: jealous of you right now.
4: <laughs> I have I have that one, and it's right behind my table. So every time I I turn, nice. I, I look at it, and it's all its glory. So I have that one, and then I also got the uh, the one that was released through Walmart that was just it's the same build but it has a different paint. Okay, jobs. Yeah. and it didn't come with the convoy or anything. It was just the figure. So I have, yeah. for a long time, I just had him, which I thought was very cool. Uh, and then I got the the uh, Japanese release one, and and so then I transformed that one into the robot mode, and I took the one I got from Walmart and transferred that to the uh, truck mode. And so I've got that one
0: be with nice.
4: the with the convoy, and then I've got the the Japanese one all all roboted out. That's the is that the Dakara release? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So,
0: now. I was in the store the other day, and Chuck can attest to this. They had the Grimlock masterpiece, masterpiece yeah, yeah. And, and I had it in my hands, and I'm like, it's 70 bucks, but oh my god, it looks awesome, and I just could not bring myself to buy it. Yeah, but I I've so done that
4: twice. It. I've done it twice because yeah. I I like the Dinobots. They weren't my absolute favorite. It's so weird to yeah. me the ones they picked to do this on.
1: Yeah. Now, did you see the Starscream Masterpiece? Because I'm a big fan of that one.
4: Yeah, I've got that one in the Skywarp, which I loved yeah. Jets when I was a kid. I was way yeah. into the fighter, yeah. especially like F-14 yeah. fighter Jets. Like, the Sky Striker, Starscream, like, if there's any bad guys I like, I love Starscream. Yeah. But it's mostly because oh. it's Jets, so.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, Skywarp and Hound were my two first Transformers ever, so, yeah, I'm oh, yeah. jealous of that, too.
4: And then <laughs> the Hot Rod's coming out this year, right? Right, yeah. And, and again, and, or, or, you know, Rodimus or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, well I liked him, but there's so many other characters I would love to see that treatment on.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, way before him. I know. Now, what what is your son's favorite toy line right now?
4: Oh, it's definitely the DC Universe line. He's okay. the way Choice. I worked. It out was, um, and I probably should have picked a cheaper line to do this. With. <laughs> yeah. But when I went to a convention, I came home. The very first guy I came home with was a Superman, and I think it was the Superman uh, ident or. Infinite Crisis one, uh, which isn't the best build, but I got it for like three bucks or something. I brought it home, like, hey, it's Superman. He's like, cool. And this was a couple years right. ago. Right. Um, and then I went out to a San Diego convention, came back with a Batman from the same line. And again, they weren't nearly as articulate, and, but they were cool looking. Uh,
0: yeah. And then I the picked up. The Batman one reminds me a little bit from the Infinite Crisis line, reminds me a little bit of the Dark Knight looking Batman.
4: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he liked those. And then I got the Green Lantern from the classics line. So uh, so all of a sudden I was like, whoa, he bends at the ribcage. And, like, he was so much more – Yeah, he could do so the many articulation cool is very well in his oh, – so great. And then – and he was like, who's this Green Lantern? Like, he didn't know Green Lantern. He didn't care. And then I started pulling out my comics and showed him all the times that Green Lantern appeared with Superman and Batman. He goes, oh – and then all of a sudden, Green Lantern became his favorite character. So
0: <laughs> I am loving your son right now. <laughs>
4: yeah, he's 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 awesome. You need to get that boy a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he has one, and I'm not as into Spider-Man. I I like him enough, but he has a Spider-Man he doesn't like as much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then, so I, every time I come back from a convention, you know, I'd give him a new toy, or he'd get one for his birthday, or he'd get a couple for Christmas or something. So this has been going on for two years. Well, what I realized was. I've gone to over 20 conventions in the last couple of years, <laughs> and, and then between birthdays and Christmases, he's got well over 30 DC Universe figures, wow. and he's like four years old. I'm like, I think I'm spoiling him, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it just I, I don't think me. you are. I, I think you're right on par. <laughs> well, then, and then I got really jealous of his collection, <laughs> and that's what got me on my DC Universe kick. So he has his, and I have mine. Yeah. And we have some crossover, we have some duplicates, but for the most part, I try and pick ones he doesn't have already, now, so that we can have huge battles in my studio, which is so fun. Now,
0: now that ties into uh, my next question. After asking about your son's favorite toy line, what is his favorite toy that's in your collection that he plays with? Mm. Or, that he, yeah. or that you don't let him play with, but he wants to?
4: <laughs> oh, that, no, it's okay, that yeah, because that's two different things. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, he really likes the look of Transformers, but he's not quite old enough. And Transformers is so much fun as a collector. And I remember we played with him as a kid, but it's not as practical to play with. Because right. you want to drive him around and you want to transform him real quick. And you just can't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so it takes a while. But um so he always wants to play with the Transformers, but it's just not practical. He doesn't have a long attention span. It's just, I can't sit there and transform <laughs> all day long, you know. Um so, He, uh, since he can't play with those, he loves playing with the Joe figures. Like, we'll do one of two things, um, where we'll either pull out all my vehicles and Joe figures, and we just have huge battles. But, so, so we'll either do, like, the big G.I. Joe battles, which he loves because of the, because of the vehicles and they can shoot missiles and all that stuff. And then, um, or we'll set up, um, I'll take a bunch of, like, uh, dixie cups and uh three ring binders and we build all these like buildings and breakable walls and forts and stuff
3: nice and
4: then we then we take the uh dc universe figures and we have like good guys against bad guys and we like bust through walls and and all that and we just it is so much fun i just feel like a kid again and it's the best awesome chuck
0: chuck and i do that too but we don't have kids around when we're doing it yeah it's just us (laughs) It's just keep that between us, though.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I remember doing that a lot. Actually, it was way to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, too, growing up. Yeah. And um, and so we have actually a lot of those figures. And we would go to the playground, and we would, like, dig holes and, and traps and pits, and we'd, like, play, and we'd have a character, like, walk across this trap and fall into it and all this kinds of stuff. Like, we would always set up these big battle scenarios and then just go to town. So that awesome. was always...
0: That's awesome.
1: Hey, what about, speaking of conventions, uh, what about Super Show? Are you going to that this year?
4: It's a show that I would really like to go to. I'm a huge fan of the, the Comic Geek Speak podcast. Right. Um, the last couple of years, it's been right in the middle of two or three other conventions, and and I'm on a limit with my wife. I can only go <laughs> to one uh, thing. We
1: hear and we understand.
4: <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not, you know, financially... Typically, I'll go to a show and it can pay for itself and actually be either a way to make money or obviously make contacts with business and stuff. So for me, it's a business expense to go to a convention. Right. Um, and so that's not the industry, but it's just being gone so much because I think I did one. There was one year, I think three years ago, and I went to 15 or 16 conventions in the year, and and she was it was just way too much. I was burned out by the end of the year, and she was sick of me being gone. Right. So I try to keep it under 10 where I'm not gone. You know. I take a couple months off. I usually try and stick to at least one a month because it's gotten to the point where there's a big one at least once every month. So oh, it yeah. just depends on, you know, the month that it, it, it lands. And uh, Okay. Well, what, what's yeah. a
1: couple of big ones that you're going to this year so people can uh, find you?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm definitely – I'll be in uh, a C2E2, uh, which is the end of March, uh, last weekend of March, first weekend of April in Chicago. And that is a phenomenal show. It was the first year of last year. There's like thirty to forty thousand people show up. Marvel, DC's there. You know some of the toy companies, and um, so that's a different one to hit up. Uh, I'm going to be at JoeCon, which is the end of April or third week of April in Orlando. I was going to be. I usually I go to San Diego every year. I'm going to skip it this year. Um, I, I usually go down to HeroesCon, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's in June, uh, and I'll definitely be at the. The Wizard Chicago Con, they're bringing me up as a guest this year, so nice. I'm gonna, I'll be there. Uh, that's in August, and then there, I think the New York show is gonna be in October again. And if that's the case, I'll be there. So those are the big kind of three day shows I'll be at. And usually, yeah, I fill in the gaps with one or two day shows. So super, I might be able to make super shows this year.
0: Very okay. nice. Very nice. Um, you meant we've talked about Transformers and, and everything there. Since you are working with IDW and everything else, is there ever a chance that you might be looking
4: at it, doing a Transformer title for them? Uh, it was up in the air um, about a couple months ago. If I was going to do Snake Eyes, if I was going to do six issues of Transformers, and it was like, oh my gosh, like the two you know? yeah. <laughs> don't make shoes. Make the I know. I was like, what the heck? I can't do both. You know, like what child um, do I keep? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was like, well, I'm in the groove of GI Joe. Um, I just went in, and I've been waiting to do this Snake guy series for so long, so I stuck with that. Also, with Transformers, it takes a very particular you know, kind of artist to really enjoy that. It's um, yeah. One, you have to love the property. And two, you have to be that detail oriented, which I believe I am. But I've never drawn a full 22 pages of a Transformers a comic. and hate, robots. Yeah. <laughs> hate, yeah. Exactly. I would hate to be at the end of that first issue and be completely. You wore out, you know, and then realize, oh my gosh, so I've got five more of these issues to do. Right. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want to be burned out through the project. So, what we're going to try and do is, I might do a few covers this year, and I might even do like either a spotlight or a fill in or something and and get a feel for it. And, and if it's something that I really take to and enjoy, then that might be the next thing to work on. But um, I'm really excited to be on Snake Eyes, though, this year. So, that'll keep me busy. Very nice. Now, uh, an independent project I know you're working on, I've checked it out
0: and it looks really interesting. And is uh, Elders of the Runestone you're working on? Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's kind of a, you know, this this, this project of love that I've had, you know, with uh, Quinn, who's my co host on the podcast. He's the writer. Uh, He created the property and it's been a project he's worked on for years, um, just kind of fine tuning it and really building up the mythos of it and the story. And we met down in, uh, we went to the Savannah College of Art and Design together. Uh, he's an artist as well. Um, but he, while we were down there, we were talking about it and I started doing character designs for the property down there. And since then we've just slowly, uh, you know, just kind of worked it up into an actual story and something that would be, you know, publishable and interesting. Um, we've had a publishing deal with ape entertainment for quite a while now. And then basically we're just waiting on me to get it drawn. Um, with Ape, the way they work is that we have to have the entire first arc completed, everything done, before oh, wow. they would solicit any of it, or even let people know that it's a property that we're going to be working with. So, um, and which is a very smart business plan for a small sure. publisher, sure, because uh, you don't want to be, you know, having late books or books properties not being completed, all that stuff. So, right. um, so kudos to those guys. They're they're fantastic. They've been really patient and willing to work with us. Um, this right as I finish Heroes for Hire, I should have a little bit of time that I'm just going to devote to Runestone and just crank out as much of that as I can. Hopefully I should be able to get close to all of it done on top of what I have done already. So if I, if, you know, if everything goes to plan, that should be coming out this year as well. Awesome. Um, so we'll have the first four issues. Uh, the first and fourth issue are double-sized. And then, um, so it would be the equivalent of almost a six-issue arc. But... Uh, I think it's up in the year, too, how we're going to release it. I think we're actually going to release it digitally first by issue and then release it as a trade, like, published. So I think that's kind of in the works. Like, that's the way we're going to go with it. But um, it's the whole premise is that it's kind of that, um, you know, you could could say it's like Breakfast Club and and the Heroes TV show kind of mixed together. Where you've got, it's in in high school. You have this whole range of, of characters that aren't even friends to begin with they get thrown into the same boat where they get powers. And so it's, uh, what do they do with it? How do they feel? You know, are they responsible for it? And, um, and so it's more about the kind of the characters and their interaction with each other and, uh, yeah. just awesome fight scenes and ninjas. And <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. The one character, <laughs> the one character reminded me a
0: little bit of like a snake Eyes style character. Cause he's, he's kind of the human out of all of them, but he still mm-hmm. seems like he kicks ass and everything. Um but I'll tell you the one character design that I saw that and I think I'm remembering the character's name correctly he was very creepy looking he was uh Mr. Smiley, I think it was
4: oh yeah yeah um yeah, it's funny because I don't draw like I think i mentioned earlier I don't draw a lot of creepy stuff like I just don't i get I get wigged out really easily <laughs> <laughs> and um so Quinn he, he's way into that like he he loves kind of scary movies and things and so yeah. he was, was like, all right we need to make this look really creepy because he's the leader of this game and the whole idea is that he's just Maniacal, You know, there's no reasoning with them. Right. And it's the craziest, uh, the scariest kind of crazy. And so I had to get that across in the drawing. And I did a few sketches, and it just wasn't coming out. And he's like, that's not nearly creepy enough. And then, <laughs> and then I just did this quick sketch. And I was like, well, what about this? And he's like, whoa, that's perfect. And then that quick sketch is exactly what I base all of my designs around for him. So the way he came out, he ended up being one of my favorite characters to draw. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And because uh, there's so much texture to him, and yeah. he's just this of massive, scary dude, and and uh, so he's a lot of fun. And he's but, got
0: um, these little gooly
4: guys hanging around. Yeah, he has all these little minions, you know, that he uh, can easily, you know, kind of lord over. And uh, well, you need minions, right? Exactly. I mean, who doesn't want minions? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Job requirement. That's why I have. Yeah, but, that's, whoa, why, whoa. that's why I have
0: Chuck around. Right. <laughs> I, I, you're the Robin to my Batman. So. I, I beg to differ. <laughs> um, cool. So I have a list of questions here, as far as uh, calling them the firing range in, in honor of uh, GI Joe. Cool. Yeah. And they're just quick, this or that, and uh, they're in relation. A lot of these are debates in relation to our show, and you said you've been listening for a while, so they probably will sound familiar.
4: Okay.
0: Um, but first, before I get into those, it just I just personally, just because I'm I have an ego that can't fit through a door sometimes. True, um, true story. <laughs> just, just curious, like, how did you come across the show to begin with?
4: Um, I think it was, I would, I was kind of caught up with all the, the podcasts that I typically had listened to, and I think your guys' first episode had just come out, and it was right about the same time, so I was um, up and down. I don't know if I found your thing through the comics forums, or if it was just through iTunes. And I was just searching. Okay. I was like, hey, I bet there's somebody who does a podcast from GI Joe's, and then... uh. And then the star Joes came up and I was like this sounds awesome and so, uh, nice well we're sorry about
0: episode number zero we still apologize for that one <laughs> Sound not so good yeah we're <laughs> really kind of boring though
4: but <laughs> yeah I think I think zero was the first yeah zero I'd listened to ever since you first posted that first one that's right when I got on because it um, awesome it just happened to be that coincidence that same time so yeah well, we appreciate
0: it yeah no kidding yeah. um
4: so going into the the debates some of these are common debates and some
0: of them are debates from our show. Uh, so if you had to choose between the two, uh, Joe or Cobra,
4: um, I say okay. Yeah, I need just to do quick answers.
0: <laughs> no, you <laughs> can elaborate. It's That's rapid fine. fire format. No, no, you can, no, okay, you can yeah. el- no. You can elaborate as much as you want. Just <laughs> I, think the, I think the quality
4: of the characters is better on Cobra. Okay. Um, and um, but there are two or three characters I love on the Joe side. So I would just because they are my absolute favorite characters. Okay. Like if you're going to talk about specifically, I would say Joe. But as a whole, Cobra.
0: Okay. Uh, Autobot or Decepticon? Autobot. Okay. It Love pains it. me to hear you say that.
4: Uh, Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Is there Star Wars. Um, oh, thank but you. I, but we I grew up, up on Star off. Trek. <laughs> yeah. I grew up on Star Trek. Like, I I was... Sorry to hear my, that. It was like a family tradition to sit down when Next Generation came on every night, and or whenever it came on each week, like... And we would sit down as a family and watch it. Like it was really interesting how, because my, my parents were into sci-fi and they thought it was cool. And then, so I watched way more of Star Trek growing up. But once I was old enough to really appreciate the movies, then I, I jumped into them and loved them. And, uh, you know, it's every, it, but there's just been more material of Star Trek is all is the right, thing. right. There's just more to watch to get involved in the world of it, and that's something I really like. Whenever there are. I prefer three movies to one I prefer a, a TV series to three movies just because sure. like you can get into the characters you can learn more about the world that they live in sure and so with Star Wars I love Star Wars I've read a a ton of the novels like I you know I just want to I fully accept the prequel <laughs> just <laughs> because just because it expands that universe and I really get a feel for you know it give it it teaches you more about the characters. Yeah. You learn more characters from it. So, well, I, will tell um, you, I
0: will tell you, after years of, after initially seeing the prequels, I have learned to like the prequels a lot more now, and especially after seeing the Star Wars holiday special, I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. prequels yeah. I'm right on board with that.
4: Okay, that's the only episode I have not listened to for you guys. <laughs> I, I would like, imagine I like, listening, but not necessarily watching. Yeah, go no. <laughs> I want to apologize in advance for that, Robert. <laughs>
0: not our best work. Yeah. No, it's our best work. It's not Star Wars. Yeah, it's best not Lucas' <laughs>
1: best work. That's that's <laughs> atrocious. Don't don't ever watch that.
0: Um. All right. So uh, here's some more here, here for you. Um. Oh, by the way, I, I would have forgiven you if you said Star Trek for the simple fact that. The whole IDW connection, so...
4: Oh, okay, yeah. I, 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 no, and I got to draw a Star Trek cover. I've never gotten to draw anything Star Wars, but uh, I did get to draw some... some um, uh, okay, now I'm going to make a fool of myself. Okay, so like the Klingon warbirds, right? Okay, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> okay, well, well, what's the name of the Romulan ship? The bird of prey, right? I don't bird know, prey? I think, sure. <laughs> okay, okay, never mind. So I thought you guys would totally geek out on me No, the we, that. we
0: okay, don't like Star Trek
4: I, I, Okay, I must be geekier than you guys <laughs> At least when it comes to Star Trek Okay, so anyway, but that was Star fun Trek, to draw yes. yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, That was fun to draw That's one of those but I do like questions totally. we
1: put in here just to single out people
4: <laughs> Nice, yeah No, I like Star Wars better, I think it has cooler characters Alright,
1: you passed,
0: you passed.
4: <laughs> um, Jedi or Sith? Um, Jedi Oh, damn it Love I'm a good guy, yeah. I like yeah, a good I'm guy. I'm a
0: good guy, too. I guess. Uh, here's the, here's, <laughs> I here, here's the, one of the biggest debates, and I know you've heard this one many times on the show. Duke or Flint?
4: Flint, hands down. Thank Man, you. Damn it. <laughs> uh, sorry, Chuck. You're not winning a lot of these, Robert. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> It depends on what side you're on. And then I'm winning every single it one. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, Lady J or Scarlet? Lady J. Thank you. I was at Chuck leaving the room. Yeah, I got to walk away. uh, Now, see, the the reason why was because Scarlet, she was big in in the cartoon. Like, she was big in, like, the the initial miniseries and stuff. But she just wasn't around nearly as much as Lady J. And I got into G.I. Joe through the cartoon.
1: Well, they wanted to promote the new toy. And at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, the new toy came out when in 85. And that's when a couple more years of the cartoon. So I get that. Yeah.
4: Right. I I like like both. I I just prefer Scarlet. Yeah, I think I just was initially introduced to uh, Lady J first, and then now in the comics, I like Scarlet way better. Yeah, way, but way better. Yeah, but just, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, but Lady J it was like that was kind of one of my first crushes. That was yeah. awesome. Oh, mine too. <laughs>
0: mine too. Um, now, uh, torpedo or wetsuit?
4: Uh, I love wetsuits design better, yes. but I was again more familiar with torpedo walking around the Joe base in his flippers. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was more familiar with him growing up, but Wetsuit's design is way cooler.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
4: this That's one, why, like, on, on the cover, to issue, what was it, 22? 22, uh, 22, 23? Yeah. No, 20, 21, where they're, I, I got to draw Wetsuit. Yeah, 21. With his 21, uh, leg wounded. With
1: his leg Yeah, with Shipwreck, yeah.
4: Yeah, that one, and then the one before it, I got to put Wetsuit. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, where they're coming out on the sub, yeah. 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 That, that,
1: well, that, that one where cool. they're on the ship and he's shot. That, that's one of yeah. my favorite covers ever done. So, <laughs> I'm gonna be serious. That's one of, not because he shot, but it just looks really cool with shipwreck there and everything. Cover girl, it, it's a good cover.
4: See, for me, that was one of the first covers where I felt like um, I was like, man, all right, I finally got to pick up the action because before that, I was drawing all the moments right before the action. Right. Yeah. You know, which is cool in an anticipatory way, but like, I was like, man, I just want to draw them shooting stuff, and then uh, issue, so issue 25, to 20, got right
1: into action here.
4: Yeah, exactly. At twenty-two, I was like, "Man, this feels like a special missions cover." Yeah, and then yeah, from that, yeah. twenty-three, I had to kind of spot like Storm Shadow, but not reveal too much. And then right. twenty-four, I had to introduce a new character, and I wasn't excited about. It. But twenty-five, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to town on this." Yeah,
0: <laughs> you got a viper's face getting um, sliced. That's good stuff. Heck, yeah. I think we already know the answer to this one, but Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow?
4: Uh, yeah, Snake Eyes hands down. But okay. I've yeah. I've come to appreciate Storm Shadow. Way more since I've worked on the property. Okay. So I think with this new design and the way we're taking the character, like I've become more invested in it. So I really like where we're going. Here's here's another huge debate one on the show. Uh, R2D2 or C3PO? Uh,
0: R2D2. Thank you.
4: <laughs> C3PO is a pansy. I agree. Oh my god! You know,
0: <laughs> the only thing saving you, Robert, is you're a Cubs fan. <laughs> Actually, the only thing. Actually, the thing that's saving you, Robert, is I actually control the sh- what happens on the show. Yeah, he so. does a lot of the editing. You're all of the editing, <laughs> so. Um,
4: yeah, actually, what the man, what people listening to the show don't know is that I've been on Chuck's side of every single one of these debates. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ron just, just editing me in like I'm agreeing with him. <laughs> nice. Uh, He's an amazing sir, like you would not believe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cake or pie? Oh,
0: uh, pie, Thank hands down. You. Yes, okay. Uh, when, when it comes to muffins, uh, chocolate chip or blueberry? Blueberry. My wife makes them from scratch, and they're ice. ice. Okay. You're winning Chuck back over now. Yes. So. Uh, when it comes, to- I'm not. I'm not big on chocolate, so I love the blueberry. When it comes to the three major ice cream flavors—chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry—which one?
4: Uh, if it's a shake, I would eat. Stra- I would have strawberry shake. Yeah. Okay. If it's ice cream, vanilla with like caramel and nuts and everything on it.
0: Very nice. You know. And then uh, last but certainly not least, I'm going to list a bunch of movies you just tell me, good or bad. Okay. Masters of the Universe. (sighs) Awesomely bad. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Van Helsing.
4: Um, Hmm. Man, you're throwing me tough ones. (laughs) Okay, it's a bad movie, but I love the designs. Okay. It's I'll give you guy, that.
0: Yeah, I yeah, love it. the I love the designs too, but yeah, the movie I, I like it. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's a wonderful life.
4: Uh good. And because of there are a lot of incredibly subtle storytelling things that I was I actually we studied this movie at school when we were exploring visual narrative, and I'm like, you're like, what? but there are certain scenes in there where you have to look at the background, the things that are on the walls behind the characters, the way that the lighting happens. Like there's so much subtle storytelling. And I know this is a way deeper answer than you wanted, but like – No, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, no, that's, a good, that's it's exactly what I told Ryan. But, you know, yeah, the movie is way deeper than just if you take it for face value. Yeah, it's a fun, feel-good movie, You know, but there's a lot of incredibly interesting cinematography, like things happening. But uh, okay. if I didn't know that, I would probably. I'll give, I'll give you that. I just, I just thought it needed some editing, personally. But- <laughs> no, it's long. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's long and boring. But like, yeah. uh, if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't <laughs> know those visual elements that are in there that intrigued me, like I, I, I would take it That's oh, okay. You know, I wouldn't think much of it.
0: Yeah, you might, you might need to let me know about those visual elements then, so I can maybe watch <laughs> it again and maybe uh, like I'll, it. I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. There's- um. Uh. G. I. Joe. G. I. Joe: Rise of
4: Cobra. Um Live Okay, I'm. If I have to say good or bad, can I say entertaining?
0: <laughs> yes, you know it's a turd. Come on, I I think it's entertaining too.
4: Because you know exactly what? what I, okay, I watched it with my sister and with uh, this guy who's, who's a comic shop owner, huge GI Joe fan, and we went and watched it. And I, I think it depends on who you watch it with. I, halfway through the movie, I was like, "Oh, I'm buying that toy," and I was just like. Excited about things, and I came out, and we were excited about it. We were entertained, thoroughly entertained. Now, yeah. Then I watched it a couple more times, and like, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, there are definitely things I don't like. Oh, there's, flaws. there's a lot of yeah. things I don't like yeah. about the movie, but it was there was something cool about seeing it visually, you know, on the on screen, and uh, kind of kind of along the lines of say like the He-Man Masters of the Universe, where like. You love the idea of it, just the idea that it's He Man, you know, or just the idea that Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow fighting in real life—that's so cool, you know. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Oh, there's yeah. there's some room for improvement, and I think. Um, but for what yeah. it was, it was entertaining.
0: And you, uh, you were far okay. too can-
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I thought it was. I thought the exact same way. I thought it was just a, a good check your brain at the door. You're going to yeah. go for See, a fun I'm not, ride. You know, so. the, the
4: thing is, like the GI Joe could have been done ten years ago, and it could have been an outstanding movie. You know, it's just. Sure. Of all the properties that they had to go crazy sci-fi on and like over the top, you know, that was not the movie they had to do it on, um, you know. But right, they did, right. and that you know. So it's kind of take for what it is, and I was entertained. Yeah.
0: Speaking of crazy sci-fi, uh, Transformers live-action movie, the number one, the first one.
4: <laughs> the, again, the first one was was fun. I'm not a fan of the designs, and, and I've never been like okay, I'm not going to buy either. any of the movie toys or anything that. Even no, like I mean, remotely yeah. reviewed, you know, sometimes they got a weird in the face. Like it could be an awesome yeah. sculpt. Yeah. It could be a really cool transform, but I'm not gonna get it. I just I, I just really Yeah, we refer to those as Bayformers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not i I'm not a fan of the of the designs. But um man, here in Optimus, you know, here in the Void. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah, Peter Cullen, yeah, that was that awesome was so in the movie. Cool.
4: Oh yeah. yeah, that was neat. But now, how about Transformers Two? Oh my gosh, yeah, I rewatched that recently, and I just—it was so juvenile. It was just like I couldn't <laughs> yeah. get over all of like like the the ball jokes, you know, like. <laughs> all yeah. the just, uh, I have three.
0: I have three scenes in that movie that I think are cool, and the rest I think is total garbage. The three scenes are the forest battle, which yes. I thought was awesome. Oh,
4: yes, that was very cool. Yeah.
0: Okay the uh sound wave shooting down ravage to infiltrate the base thought was that was pretty cool, and I like bumblebee tearing ravage in half
4: oh that was awesome, yeah, I think yeah, um, I like it. in general, the fight scenes are done well, and I thought yeah. and and I think I got better with the second one. There was a couple times in the first one where I thought like uh um it got a little confusing because things was happening so fast. I was like, "Oh, what robot is which?" You know, we're a little yeah, who, who's who? yeah we're a little yeah. too close on yeah. the action. You know, it got a little confusing. But even even like the highway battle, you know, where Optimus is going to town, and he pulls out his like basically his lightsaber, Sword. you know, and takes you know takes off yeah. appendages. Like that was cool. Um, the the second one, yeah, those 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 were cool scenes. But like, I don't need to see any portion of any movie. Was like Devastator's junk. junk. Like, I just don't need to see <laughs> yeah. that. Transformers right. movie. There's absolutely no reason for it. The Chihuahua-humping yeah. Devastator. You know, drunk, the whole thing know? with with the uh, Shia LaBeouf character, the, the Sam Witwicky, like, the Transformer girl, you know, that she could even look like a person makes no sense to me. Like, I'm, just, I'm supposed to be in the I, skies,
0: but... That was,
4: but yeah, it, that it, was it didn't the really, worst
0: part for me. It didn't completely. really make
1: sense, but she
4: was hot. Okay, she was.
1: <laughs> but... <laughs>
0: I, I
4: gave yeah, it, a pass. But it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> even fit within the mythos. Like this, like that's not even explored. No, 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 that's, it's not even explained, no. and that
0: is, That's too weird. Right. My problem with that was I was like, so she felt like a human, but she was really metal. I don't get this. I, I was thinking maybe it's a hologram, but then he's like
4: totally making out with her. And yeah, I mean I I, they had to get that scene in there, and I and I understand, you know, for the drama of it with him and the Megan Fox character, but I would have preferred it if say he. Borrowed some of the guy's motorcycle or something, and and like yeah. Bumblebee got jealous, and then it turns out like the motorcycle he's tooling around on becomes a, a you know is actually a Decepticon and captures them. Decepticon, right? Like, that is way more within the mythos of Transformers.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, all right, just a few few left here as far as movies go. Uh, the Star Wars prequels, we kind of touched on them, but
4: the third one, I, I really like the third one. Like I, you know, I don't yeah. really have any major beefs with the, with the third. One. The second one is like, the worst of the three, I think. It's a love story. Yeah, um, gotcha. Yeah. Though the last battle is pretty cool. Um the first the oh, first yeah. one was was one of those movies where I when I first saw it, I was like, that's awesome. And then I didn't like it. And then I've grown to appreciate it. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I'm exactly in that same boat. Um the and then the last one I had as far as movies go, it would be uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in honor of your co host there. <laughs> the, the the live action one. The first live action uh, one. Oh, good
4: or bad, good. good I love or bad. it. I think it's great.
0: Okay. Cause I, cause it, is is that the one with vanilla ice? No. Oh. Vanilla Ice came the second one.
4: <laughs> go, ninja, go ninja. Big fan of on that one. The, uh, um, go ninja. Go ninja Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the first one actually very closely resembles a lot of what happens in the comic book, the Turtles comic. And so um right. while I had some elements of the goofy eighties cartoon, um yeah, you know, there was like the dark and gritty, the fact that they were ninja and that they could like fight, and, the, and it was so dark that actually if you go back and watch it, the movie's very dark, like, even just the way it's, lit and, yeah. and it's shot and everything. So it's, oh yeah, um, yeah, that's what that's one I, I still like. I think it holds up. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah as as a, as a franchise keeps going to get campier, they definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely.
4: definitely. The, did you see the the animated, the new CG animated? I actually recently picked it up.
0: I have not watched it yet, but I've heard it's really it, good.
4: I think it's great. As far as like it. It's not campy, like I would say, nearly at all. Um, there is an awesome Rafael-Leonardo fight that is, is, oh, cool. just is
0: really phenomenal. It's really cool. So that's that's neat. And those, those are my two favorite turtles, so I would love to yeah, see that. So so so. It,
4: I mean, that fight alone makes the movie worth it, but there's, it's pretty cool. It's good.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, to, to kind of close up a little bit here, um, just wanted to make you aware, this uh, – this interview puts me in an awkward position for two reasons. <laughs> um, one is we're going to be having nominations for Best of 2010 coming uh-huh. up. And one of my nominations for Best Artist is you, not to be a brown noser, but, you know. Cool. Um, and my vote was going to be for you, but now I feel like I'm kissing your ass because we had you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Robert. I'll still kiss your ass. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um,
4: no, who, is, uh, who else do you have as nominees?
0: Um, as far as artists, I have uh, I would I'm going to actually choose uh, Chris Scalfe is one of them for uh, on the Star Wars side of mm, things, yeah. and uh, and then I also like Antonio Fuso a lot. Yeah, so. Fuso.
4: Yeah, he's I mean that uh, that Cobra series has been great. I think he's a big part of just and they did well initially. They did a good job of separating the titles with different artists and different feels, and that Cobra book needed yeah. a completely different approach. And, yeah, yeah, he's just. You know, so, oh, and I, Nick Rochet. Well, no, I, the one I, the other artist I
0: really like is on, uh, did a Transformers miniseries, the Ironhide one, uh, Chris Collar.
4: Yeah, he's a he's oh, yeah. a good guy. I met him at um, in San Diego at an IDW party, and we really hit it off. He's a cool guy. But.
0: Yeah, a really great artist too. Yeah. So, um, and then the other reason why this interview is awkward is because, uh, as you know, we interviewed Megatron one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, now no one's going to believe that we actually have a real interview.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fictional character. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're, you're actually a better interview than him. He threatened to kill us on the way out.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, see, I'm, I, I generally lean towards the good guys, so I'm not going to – no threats. Like, I'll just yeah, – Yeah, well, we won't hold I'll that make, against you. I'll bake you <laughs> a pie and send it to you. How about that? There you nice. go. There
3: you
0: go. If, if, uh, what about if anybody wants to get in touch with you for anything uh, – yeah, is there anything coming up that you want to plug or anything? How would they, people reach you? Whatever you want to talk about. Maybe
1: they want to get a nice big commission piece of some nice G.I. Joe art. Yeah. You
4: know, okay. How do people reach you? Um, yeah, so yeah, there's a number of things there. As far as things to plug, uh, again, I'm working on the Heroes for Hire issue, I think, two comes out this month. So my issues four and five. will come out in March and April. Um, the uh, Obviously, I'll be working on G.I. Joe through 27, so that will also come out in the next couple months. Um in the spring, I'll have the second half of that Savage Sword story for Dark Horse that'll come out in the spring. Um, be on the lookout for the uh, Snake Eyes series that'll pick up in, in spring and then go throughout the year. And Runestone should be coming out in the summer you know, if everything works out. So I'll have a lot of things coming out. Um, as far as ways to get a hold of me, um, my website's kind of down right now, which which blows, but I've been working on it. Uh, if you go to Robert Atkins Art. Dot com. You can still use the contact button and get a hold of me. Um, and then also, if you uh, click on the blog section of the website, that will take you to my DeviantArt page. And that has the most uh, recent uh, updates or gallery. You can just click on gallery and see a lot of the pages from the, the interior pages from J.I. Joe or the covers I've worked on or a lot of the commissions I do while I'm at uh, conventions and things. Um, so you can get a hold of me through the DeviantArt page or through my website. And, uh, I, as far as commissions go, I'm kind of, uh, just if, if you're interested in them, you can shoot me a note or just keep an eye on my deviant journal. Cause I'll let people know when I'm open for commissions again. Uh, as it stands, I've been so busy this last, um, year, even couple years that I had taken on a whole list of commissions and then just it, everything hit the fan. And so I'm still trying to work through <laughs> getting all those done. Um, Every once in a while I can squeeze one in. Uh, the best way to get something from me is uh, to see me at a show, at a convention, or right before a convention, if you're planning on being there, let me know, and I might be able to get it done ahead of time and get it to you at the show uh, because I just kind of set that time aside from work and everything else to try and do as many of those at a, at a convention. So that's probably the best way to get a drawing from me. As far as if you're interested in original art, like if you wanted to buy art from the books, um, it's it has been you know Joe fans are awesome and and crazy <laughs> they it turns out they like to collect things weird uh, yeah so, no kidding right like, a lot of times I don't I actually don't have a lot of art left from my whole run um, some of the early stuff and uh, you know some pages from say 13 or 14 but for the most part I've had entire issues bought up for like the last couple arcs so. Um, there's not a lot of original art out there, but anyway, but you can contact me through those sites and um, see what I have left, or uh, you know, if you do want to get on a commission list, you can work that out. Very nice.
1: And, and again, you're going to be appearing at C2E2, uh, JoeCon, HeroesCon, Wizard Chicago, and New York Comic yeah, Con. Yeah, definitely. So,
4: and and also, please check out the podcast that I do. Um, it's called uh, the Dark on City Times Awesome Comics Culture Podcast. It's super long, but if you just look at look up like uh, Darkon City Times, it's uh, D-A-R-K-H-A-N City Times, just look it up on iTunes and it'll come up. Um,
0: and you can also, I know how I found it was uh, through the comic forums, but you can also find it just by, if you just type in Robert Atkins in iTunes. Oh
4: yeah, I guess they, it. I haven't tried that, but <laughs> that, that probably worked. Yeah, I tried it,
0: so. <laughs> um, it's, it's
4: not the guy with the bacon diet. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, but the show the show is, was initially, we started it as a way to promote Runestone because we thought it was going to be coming out a little sooner than we did. Right. And it turns out, I mean, just me and Quinn and his brother Troy, yeah, we've been longtime friends and it's just a way to kind of shoot the breeze and review things and talk about our experiences either in the industry or trying to break in. And so if you're interested in any of that stuff, but it's typically just uh, just generally goofy stuff, so. Yeah, I've
0: I've been really enjoying it, in and all, in all honesty, I really have been enjoying it. So yeah, I'm going to get in on it.
4: My favorite yeah. my favorite um, segment of it is when Troy and uh, Quinn, they're brothers, and they have another brother, Ben, who started sending us emails that were just criticizing our show. <laughs> it would, he would go episode by episode and listen to him and make all the notes of the retarded things he would say or not do right, and then bring it up in an email that he would send to us, and so we'd read them on the show. And then uh, we would call that segment a swift kick to ye old mailbag, and uh, so he would, um, man, he would take it to us. But those are actually pretty funny segments. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, well, don't tell him about us. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we don't it's need been, that. Uh, I've been loving your guys' show. It's fun. I I recently listened to the uh, the, the your He-Man one, uh, the you know Masters oh, of the Universe yeah. one. So that was a lot of fun just because
3: nice.
4: I've been. Um, yeah watching a lot of those lately and oh and actually for Christmas to check out the first season or the first season of Thundercats on DVD and I've been listening to oh, nice. those and those really hold up compared yeah to the we're other gonna games have games.
0: Uh, yeah we're gonna have a, a Thundercats uh, spotlight episode coming up probably in yeah. March it's February spring, March yeah. somewhere around there cool. so and there's also
1: gonna be a sneak peek for you guys a uh, Ninja Turtle episode in February yep
0: so. cool cool yep um but yeah so it was it was awesome i will tell you um you will be hearing from me as far as a potential commission that has no time limit so whenever you're not busy anymore <laughs> okay um but i just have something very special i want to try to put together so uh um i'll i'll certainly be contacting you and like you said there's no time limit on it okay so yeah sounds good just, just to to know well. what it is and i can work yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And and
1: Chicago's kind of close to us. Maybe we'll try to make it to C2E2 or Wizard, but can't promise anything. Got to run it past the wives first.
4: Yeah, I know how that works. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, Rob, we really
0: appreciate it. Um, Yeah, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks uh, for having me on. It's a blast talking to you guys. Our pleasure. We can't thank you enough. So uh, other than that, we'll look forward to covering the books. And, uh, yeah, if if you ever want to be on again, let us know. Okay, yeah, and if
4: you guys or your listeners catch anything else I drew wrong in the book, let me know. We'll do it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. Take you care. You guys have a good night. You say good night. night.
0: Alright and we're back And we're back And uh, we told you guys That we were going to have An interview with Robert Atkins And we told you It was going to be soon We just didn't tell you It was going to be In the middle of everything So yeah, so, uh, so, obviously the interview uh, It went long But happily long Yeah uh, it There was you a, go It was an awesome interview Uh, Again, thanks, uh, Robert Atkins, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Because uh, to kind of keep things a little bit shorter, we are going to save the issues for the next episode. Even though we're doing a nominations episode, we will cover the rest of the issues in our next episode. Wanted to close, though, with some top five lists. Yeah, basically what we did is uh, since the year closed, and this is our first uh,
1: official real episode, I guess, in January. Right. uh, Top five toys that we got in 2010. Uh, And then we want to do a Top 5 Toys we got in 2010 that did not come out in 2010. Right. So we want to go with those. And uh, so the, uh, want to go ahead and start with yours? Yeah, Top 5 Toys in 2010 I got that came out in 2010. Number 5 for me would be the DC Classic uh, Supergirl. Figure. It actually came out in a two-pack with Lex Luthor. Right. But just the Supergirl figure itself is really awesome. Yep. I, I love that figure.
0: Uh, mine was uh, the White Lantern Hal Jordan, which was a New York Comic-Con exclusive. I was able to obtain one and uh, really, really loved having that one. Okay.
1: Uh, number four for me would be Marvel Select Iron Man, the Borders exclusive. We actually did a toy... Re- I did a toy review on that. It's uh, on our website. And that was the Marvel exclusive with the faceplate that comes off it revealing Tony Stark. Right. The Marvel Select. It was
0: really cool. Bought it right after I saw Iron Man 2, the movie. Awesome. Uh, my number four was Jabba the Hutt, the Walmart exclusive one. Okay. I just happened to be in a store the one day and walked past one and was like, oh my God, there it is. Yeah, I had I had to pick it up. It was one you couldn't pass up considering what they sell for like crazy on eBay. Yeah, yeah, so. that's really good.
1: Uh, number three for me is actually the Masters of the Universe Trap Jaw episode. Episode.
0: episode? Trap jaw figure. <laughs> it's late. That's your favorite uh, episode? <laughs> I loved it, yeah.
1: Number three is a uh, Trap Jaw Masters of the Universe figure. Okay. Uh, from Maddie Collector, I guess. Okay. I actually love that figure and I actually like it too because you can make Trapjaw or you can make Cronus. It okay. gives the head for both and the arm for both. So it's actually kind of two figures
0: in one. Nice. Uh, my number three was the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Justice League Unlimited Starro set, which was the whole package that had sound effects and, and everything. So It was. It looked was, like that classic comic cover, right? Yeah, it looked like Justice the first appearance of Justice League. Yeah. It was awesome.
1: Cool. Uh, my number two is actually uh, the Jabba the Hutt playset. Nice. So I actually got that at a Columbus toy show I went to with uh, Wolfman Z, Nick. Uh, that is awesome. You get Jabba the Throne, you get Salacious Crumb. You get the hookah, everything. It's awesome, very good. If you guys don't, if you guys see it out there,
0: definitely do yourself a favor and pick that up. Yep, really cool. Java. My number two is a figure we covered on the show, which is the San Diego Comic Con Battle Damage Arkham Asylum Batman. Nice. That is right now my favorite Batman that I have, and uh, yeah, I had to make the list.
1: Yeah, it's a really good figure too, and I,
0: I am picking up the uh, not the battle damage one, but
1: the regular one when it comes out. Right. Uh, number one for me, toys obtained in 2010. That came out in 2010. Battlecat. Of course. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> and I got that as a Christmas present from Ryan. Uh, I, I love that figure. That is an awesome, awesome figure. The sculpt on it is sweet. The articulation is awesome. He-Man now has his
0: ride. I, everything is right in Eternia. That's a good figure. Nice. My number one, again... Actually, figures that we uh, covered on the show—the black, the Sandy, or actually WonderCon exclusive, and I think it was a C2E2 exclusive as uh, well—Black Lantern Hal Jordan and White Lantern Sinestro. Oh, the the both of them, the both of them. Uh, I had someone that I found out from the forums was going to the show. He picked them up for me at cost. You gotta love it. Absolutely have to love it. You gotta love it. All right, so the uh, the toys that we obtained in 2010 but did not come out in 2010. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick this one off. My number five was the Rancor, the Target exclusive Rancor, which we covered on the show. I believe it came out in 2009. Okay. Um, Very, very cool.
1: Yeah. Mine's actually a Star Wars one, too. I got the uh, Star Wars TIE Fighter, the Legacy Collection, the Target exclusive. Nice. That actually came out in 2009, and you picked that up for me at the store.
0: Yep. My number four was the Muppets Palisades Backstage playset. Came out in 2004. That thing is the best playset that they've made. It's amazing. It's. Only made number four, huh? I yeah. Well, there's reasons. Okay, but but yeah, number four. Uh, Number four for me is actually another Star Wars toy I picked up. It's Star Wars
1: Force Unleashed uh, Slave Leia. Okay, came out in 2003. Uh, I obtained that at the same uh, Columbus Toy Show this year. So uh, I bought it this year. You know, 2003. It was out for a while, but I was able to pick one up. I bought it loose and
0: I paid like eleven dollars for it. Awesome. Oh yeah. Considering like fifty bucks. Yeah. Uh, My number three was Zan, Jaina, and Gleek. Uh, It was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. The fact that I was able to get Gleek, he's tough to get. Um, Absolutely love having that set.
1: Was that the 09 exclusive?
0: 09. Yeah. Uh, Number three for me is actually the DC
1: Classic Firestorm figure. Awesome. Uh, 2009 it came out. Anytime
0: you can get a guy who's a figure and his head's on fire. Right. Plus. Right. (laughs) So... Uh, my number two was the San Diego Comic-Con Blackest Night multicolored Hal Jordan figures. They came out in 2009. That's number two? That's number two. Wow, was, that'd be number one. I was finally able to obtain all five of them. and I thought uh, that would be your number one. It's like one of your grails. It is. But uh, pretty much everything that was on my top five list of ones I obtained in 2010 but didn't come out in 2010 were all pretty much grails. Okay. so Yeah, number two for me is actually the the Revoltech Starscream figure that
1: came out in March of 2008. Okay. I I absolutely love that figure. Another gift from you, sir. Right. You you treat me well. You treat me well.
0: (laughs) So I I actually love that figure, and I want to go back and get the Megatron because of that. Uh, Speaking of gifts, my number one was the Muppets Palisades Adventure Kermit, which it's Kermit the Frog looking like Indiana Jones. He came out in 2004. (laughs) You got that for me for my birthday. Yes. The reason that made my number one is because that started my crack addiction of <laughs> collecting the Muppets figures. <laughs> You're welcome. <So. laughs> and it's Kermit the Frog as Indiana Jones. I mean, right. How, how can you go wrong? Yeah. Uh, my number one is
1: actually the Marvel Select Thor figure, uh, the JMS-looking Thor, which actually came out in November of 2008, which I didn't know it came out that, that long ago. Wow, yeah. Yeah, November of 08. Wow. So I thought it came out in 09, but it really wasn't.
0: Wow. Very
1: nice. But, yeah, that's a really, really, a really cool nice one, figure. Yeah. It's a really hefty,
0: nice weight yeah. to the figure. All right, so uh, that's our list. Uh, I'm going to give out our contact information. And uh, Yeah, one other thing,
1: though, yes. uh, we wanted to do, uh, since it is New Year. Oh, yes. Our uh, Star Wars New Year's resolutions. Well, do we want to save that for next time? No, let's do it now real quick. Basically, what it is is we wanted to... Uh, Late. it's late i know <laughs> items that we wanted to try to get or obtain in 2011 uh it's kind of a takeoff of the pop culture network they did a kind of thing that way where they are talking about their resolutions but it's like they they put it into things they wanted to do more along the lines of in 2011 what you hope to obtain or what you want to get as far as figures go uh number five for me is just a star wars millennium falcon any kind of millennium falcon i want to try to obtain one okay. i don't have
0: one Uh, My number five is to complete some trade collections that I have, certain ones such as my Starman Omnibus uh, trades, the hardcovers, my Fables uh, trades, I'm missing like one or two, Uh, Walking Dead, I'm missing one of the hardcover ones, my G.I. Joe and Transformer trades. Okay, so
1: put some trades together,
0: sure. Uh, Number four thing I would like to do in 2011
1: would be maybe get a Vintage Castle Grayskull complete. Okay, I don't have one. I've got the 2002
0: style Castle Grayskull, but to get a vintage one would be nice, just to have to display. Okay, um, my number four is complete my six inch uh, plus Avengers and X Men teams from the Marvel Legends or Marvel Select teams uh, or series. Series, yeah. yeah. I have just a few of each group that I want to get, just like one or two to complete more the team. To complete the team. Okay,
1: uh, number three would be the uh, for me would be the the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle four pack. They did a four pack in black and white and they did one in color. Now the black and white one is pretty easily obtained for like 30 40 bucks. The color one on the other hand is like 100 to 250. Wow. I want the colored one. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's something I would like to try to get. And okay. You could buy them all together or you could buy them separately individually, but the Raphael one is very short print and it's okay. hard to find.
0: Um I my number 3 was to complete my Green Lantern cast of characters. Uh, there's not very many I have left that I really need. Uh, Salak and uh, Guardi- the Guardians of the Universe are pretty much the yeah, two. And there's a
1: new uh, Green Lantern Wave coming out with DC, right. so that should help out.
0: Right, absolutely. So uh,
1: Number two for me would be to finish off the 1982 G.I. Joe Straight Arm Collection. I've got some of those figures, and I want to try to get the other ones, just to get them loose, not mint on card or nothing. Right. Just to have a complete set of the original 82 G.I. Joes.
0: Awesome. Uh, my number two is uh, the Muppets Palisades figures uh, for the for my Muppets display. There's about 25 left in my list, so I'm not expecting to get them all this year. But put a I, nice dent I, in But it. I like to put a nice dent in it. Sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, number one for me uh, for 2011, the thing I really want to do is... Uh, Get a complete Sky Striker. Nice. G.I. Joe yes. Sky Striker, that 14. I'm tired of hearing you talk about how you always had one, <laughs> and I never had one, and I want one. But I don't want to get one that looks really bad. I want to get a nice-looking one, so I don't mind dropping a you know, like yeah. hundred-some bucks on this. Because I want to get a really nice one, a nice complete one. I already have a nice-looking ace figure. I don't really need the file card or the box. As long as I have the jet, it's all good. The stickers are nice. And even if the stickers aren't nice, if I could take it off, the jet's complete. Because I can buy you know, replacement stickers to put on it. But I want to get a really nice one in some kind of working order with the wings working well.
0: Awesome. Uh, My number one, uh, you would have thought was my Muppets, but uh, my number one is actually to get the G.I. Joe cover of number one, G.I. Joe issue number one of Real American Hero, done with Star Wars characters by a good artist at at 11 by 17 size. So the Larry Hama Marvel G.I. Joe cover. Right. I want that same poses, but with Star Wars characters. Okay, at eleven by seventeen, so I can hang it up here in the studio.
1: Nice, nice. So I
0: kind have of a Star Joe's kind of mixture. Yeah, and hopefully get it inked. Like I don't want it. Nice. Just, I don't want it just like penciled. I want so it, a
1: nice commission art piece. Nice commission art piece. Yeah, sounds good. So, well, hey, thanks for sticking around with us, guys. It's a pretty long episode, but yeah. hell, it's good. Well, right, there. absolutely.
0: Hey. And uh, we'll finish covering those those issues in the uh, next episode. And uh, again, we want to thank uh, Robert Atkins for being on the show. Yeah, special guest
1: it. star, Robert Atkins. Yeah,
0: hopefully it won't be the last of uh, interviews that we have in the future for this year. Yeah, hey, um, I'm but, always
1: I'm on the phone trying to call Optimus Prime to set something up. Right, right. I don't know. Right. He's, he's tough, not returning my he's calls. He's tough to get a hold of. He me. is not returning my he calls. He was in
0: a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, with that, we're gonna, let me give out the contact information. You can find us at StarJoes.com. You can find us on the comicforums.com. Just scroll down to Star Joes. You can email us at at gmail.com. You can call us at 440 941 Joes, J O E S. And you can find us on Twitter. We're at Star Joes Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. There's a fan site and a profile site. I recommend the fan site. More information there. More information there. And, uh, And iTunes iTunes. you can find us on iTunes please leave us a review there yeah that's cool but with that we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle take care guys good night
3: bike? Well, sure I can. But could you at first? No, I had to practice for weeks. I think I'm getting the hang of it. That's because you hung in there. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!